Welcome to episode 512 of Conversation Street, Coronation Street podcast with me, Gemma. And me, Michael. We're talking today about episodes broadcast in the UK between the 28th of February and the 4th of March. Oh, spring is in the air. In years ending <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> That's episodes 10,574 to 10,577. Yes, it is. And um, we only had four. No, we had. No, actually, we had two episodes this week, didn't we? We had one today and we had one on Monday. So all these people saying that Coronation Street is on too many times a week, they've got nothing They're to wrong. complain about. Yeah. And now, yeah. We have actually had last week the, the final half an hour episode of Coronation Street. I don't know whether we really marked that momentous occasion, occasion with it as such gravity, but it's weird. Um, I mean, they did say that there, there may be times where there's half an hour and half an hour because of, you know, reasons. And they're definitely... Um, writing them it seems to be as two separate episodes and they've both got the two numbers and everything like that um so it, it may well happen again that there's a half an hour curry but no for for now and, and this week i guess was the proper start of it um our coronation street all the way um of course this An hour not our our coronation street we're running the shop we're the new producers by the way to just <laughs> Don't want to spoil it. It's okay. <laughs> not the cabin section yet. Can you imagine if we were joint producers? <laughs> how would that go? I know one decision I'd make straight away. Um, right. Uh, yeah, pay I'd get all the characters that I really, really liked and made sure those actors had enough money that they were very, never very happy. They would again. never leave. And uh, <laughs> give people time off to go and be in plays and be the next James Bond. Especially the actors whose characters we didn't enjoy quite so much. Go and be James Bond, Tim. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm not, no, I'm not having Joe Dutty and getting off and being the new James Bond because Sally Carmen's probably going to be like, I don't need to, I don't need to do Curry anymore. I'm married to James Bond. Uh, yeah, Sally Carmen can go off and be the next Doctor. <laughs> she could, couldn't she? What a power she couple. <laughs> um, she so, really could, honestly. So everyone did. Can you imagine her being Bunny Benny to Tim? <laughs> what do you want? like to say that. <laughs> she was like a, a northern, um, what's her Janine name? Janine Melnitz. Janine from <laughs> Ghostbusters. So everybody, did you hear the interview that I did with Elle Mulvaney this week? Who, who, who's that? Ellie Mulvaney. Uh-huh. Elle Mulvaney. I only know it's Ellie because we're friends now. Um, I was really confused <laughs> about this. So th- this is this is um, obviously the actor who plays Amy Barlow and has done for very many many years, and we've called her El Mulvaney for all that time. I'm still a little bit confused, but I, I think her name is El Mulvaney. But when when I when she introduced herself to me, she said hello, it's Ellie. So I, I don't think know that why maybe it's she that confusing because Ellie. you are called Mike to almost everybody on the planet apart from me <laughs> and and all of the podcast listeners, which I think outdate um, outnumbers everybody who calls me Mike. But yes, I am Mike to lots of people. But that's for short. Ellie isn't short for L. It's longer. See, anyway, you say though, isn't it? If anybody did listen to the know. interview this week yeah. and thought he does know he's not speaking to Ellie Leach, doesn't he? <laughs> There is a reason why I introduced her as Ellie. So there we go. Bit of a bit of curry trivia for you. Speaking of which, Gemma, do you have a quiz for me to start the episode? I do. Go on then. Um, and there will be another quiz later on what? about Julia Child. Oh yes, that you. <laughs> you can oh, tell. So we we just make the news about whatever we want. And yeah, we do. Not all ex Coronation Street cast members are, are worthy treated. enough to get a slot in the cabin segment, but. 
Sarah Lancashire is. So look out for that later. Right, go on then, Gemma. We have got, um, you got a quiz. Quiz yes. me. I did well last week. I want to keep up my winning streak, please. 28th of February to the 4th of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, 28th of February, 1962. Oh, I got this from Coropedia. I thought you did. CoronationStreet.fandom.com. I don't have my normal notes because my word, my word program, the word, it wouldn't open. Word. froze. Oh, no. It's probably still frozen now. Oh, uh, well. So get a bit of, better computer. 28th of February, 1962. Ina Sharples is reinstated to which job at what location? Caretaker at the Mission of Glad Tidings. Correct. I'll give you a mark. Not two marks. No. Half mark. Oh, okay. 28th of February, 1997. Funeral of which person who was the victim of a car accident? 1997? Oh, Joyce Smedley. We've been talking about We have Joyce talked about Joyce Bedley for a little while, yeah. It's probably the, the last we'll hear of And, interestingly, this week in Classic Coronation Street on ITV3, we've had, well, I, I haven't caught up, I'm on Monday at the moment, but let's say the funeral of the person who ran over Joyce Medley. Yeah, that's why. It's all cyclical. I knew who it was. Yeah. 1st of March, 1982. Len and Rita Faircloth Foster, who? <laughs> um, I assume this isn't a trick question, and the answer is Sharon Gaskell. That's correct. Good. 2nd of March, 1997. Don Brennan gets drunk and vandalises a Jaguar, thinking it belongs to who? Mike Baldwin. He's not very... This was... That's fine. I'm I'm enjoying it. (laughs) It makes me feel clever. You keep on asking me easy questions. This is the final question. Oh. Oh, Only five questions. You're going to get this. Okay. Have I missed one out? Oh, no, I've missed one out. 1st of March, 1972. Who buys the shop... Who buys the shop shares... From Irma Barlow to own the shop outright. Oh, who took over from the 1972? Mm-hmm. Um, this person's... I'm going to say... Um, Maggie Clegg? Yes. Oh, yes. She already had some shares. Oh. And this is the second time she owns the shop outright. Final question. 3rd of March, 1982, Eddie Yates has to confess to Marion Willis he's not a businessman, but instead is what? <laughs> a refuse collector. I don't think that's the phrase he uses. <laughs> Didn't call it thing like that back in 1982. back in our day. Hey, I'm on the bins. What did he call himself? I'm a bin man. Bin man. Six out of six. Yeah. Birthday time. Would you like to know whose birthday? I well, would, yes. You're going to find out. 5th of March is Helen Palmer, who played Ida Clough. 7th of March is George A. Cooper, who played Willie Pickett. 8th of March is Margot Bryant, who played Minnie Coldwell. 9th of March is Joseph Gilden, who played Jamie Armstrong. 10th of March is Chris Cook, who was Mark Redmond IV. 11th of March... That must be March the last one, surely. Maybe. Derek Benfield, who played Walter Greenhouse, who was Dot's husband. God, we've got a lot of classic characters this week, haven't we? And Sasha Parkinson, who played Sean Powers. Oh, okay, yeah, she's all right. She's pretty she's all right. cool. And actually, obviously, Minnie Caldwell, excellent lady as well. Excellent. If I was Sophie, I would have become Sophie Powers. That, yeah, I mean... That, if I was a lesbian and I, and I was going to marry a lady and her son was Powers, 
I'd have to ditch And if mine. we had the podcast back then, we would absolutely call that storyline the Powers Couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but alas, we did well, not. it's even better because it's a lesbian's power couple. I know, I know, totally. Right, well, lovely. Let's, um, let's I mean, this is, is going to be, a, this, that's yeah. it. It's a short one and we're going to have a, there's not much news this week, so that's going to be short. And there's only a little bit of curry this week, so that's short as well. So, um, well, let's make short work of this. Well, plans for this podcast. Yeah, hopefully. Hope you won't clean your skirting boards again. <laughs> let's do some street talk. Welcome to the Street Talk segment of the podcast for this week. And like we said earlier, we had only two episodes of Curry this week, but they were two hour long ones, so still plenty to chat about. Um, It kind of felt like Monday was all the Joseph story, or a good proportion of it was, and then tonight was was back to the Adam and Lydia, not Linda. (laughs) See if I can get this right this week. And Sarah's story. Can we not just call them both Lydia? Lydia, yeah, I think you may be right. That's their shipping name. Do we need to consider this? I don't think so. I think think Lydia's... No, fuckery. Linda (laughs) is back up to Portsmouth. Not Portsmouth. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine her getting on a plane from Manchester and ended up in Portsmouth? What would you think? That's a place near here, everybody. It's a student area where you used to live there. We did. He's still there, yeah. Right, so we're going to start and off with the... And I'll tell you what, it was much, not, it's much nicer now than yes. it was when we lived there. Yes, they got a waitress there now and everything. Um, we've got start the Portuguese <laughs> Nana War that we're starting yeah. off with, although they seem to have called a ceasefire by the end of tonight's episode. Don't say ceasefire. I can say... Let's talk about it like this. Um, I, I, I was racking my brains to try and think of another storyline title for the CAD and the Boundary Dispute. And the best I've got at the moment is terrible. It's Scotch on the Rocks because Adam's Scottish and the marriage is on the rocks. And Gemma told me earlier that Scottish people don't like being called that. So sorry, Scottish people. We've got um, a bit... What? Okay. What? Okay, carry on. We've got the Bata Boom story. We have got a bit more of the Drop Dead Ted. Um, pack him off. Which is, I think, one we used the first time. It looks like Brian was leaving the street back, um, back way back when, when he went off to Wales, was it? He wants to go down south to Cornwall. Are we going to be lose Brian and Kathy, Gemma? No, we're going to gain them. Hmm? We're going to gain them down yes. south. <laughs> and then we've got the Sam story. There was a bit of Samness and Roy today, and I'm sure there maybe was a storyline title for that um, a couple of months ago, but I couldn't be bothered to look it up. So it's just called Chess in my notes. Gemma, would you Chess. like to do? Would you like to do um, Joseph, or would you like to do Adam today? Um, before we start, what? As we know, there's an ongoing conflict in Ukraine, Russia, horrible, nasty. But what does Gary think? Five years ago, this year, he was in Ukraine was he and I was lecturing everybody on the show that it's not the Ukraine it's Ukraine yes and now we all have to say Kiev not Kiev and have chicken Kievs for dinner I don't I don't think Gary has got anything to say about Ukraine at the moment he's probably forgotten and also we had Sarah using the phrase Russian spy did she say that today? Somebody said the phrase Russian spy today. Oh, gosh. And I was like, I bet you they were like, oh, do we take that out? Or is it topical? I don't know. Is it insensitive? <laughs> I can't work it out. Just leave it in. I didn't even notice that. I'm pretty sure somebody said that. Okay, right. Gemma. Do you want me to say this? What? Sorry, I was distracted because I was looking up Ukraine. Ukraine. Do you want... No, yeah, you do the Portuguese nano war one. Okay. Go. Um, I don't think we need to state our stance on the on this do we i've heard so many podcasts where they talk about it about what like we 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 no, stand we against talk about it. we stand obvious. with talk the about people coronation of Ukraine. Street. talk about coronation okay Street. that's what we're, here we're focusing on the on the things that we're here to talk about yes and only tangentially 
when it is to do with Coronation Street, which weirdly enough, it has been. Ukraine has featured. Mm. Well, it's been going yeah. 60 years, though. Banter They've mentioned over once or twice. every single country. <laughs> right, come on, come on, come on. Portugal Sorry. is the country that we're talking about now. Portugal's okay. On Monday, Chesney is moaning at himself for being a pushover with Linda after he agrees to let her take Joseph to school. And then Linda shows up and she's bought him, not, this is the problem, it's not Chesney that she's bought these shoes for, it's Joseph, bought him a new pair of the ugliest shoes I've ever seen. Um, but he ha- he likes them, so that's the main thing. You don't isn't know it? what's cool with the shoes, Gemma. Apparently, Velcro, <laughs> uh, which is perfect because nobody's got time to help this poor child, even to tie, tie his own shoelaces. He probably well. doesn't. Chesney has to admit that it helps because his friends have been laughing at him for his horrible shoes. Mm, mm. Listen, love, they're not your friends if they don't if they make fun of you. Well, How it? old Callum is- and I can't remember what they're called now. Ben, Ben is Ben Callum in it. Yeah. How old is this boy? Uh, ten. I don't. Your ten-year-olds aren't really mature enough to to not make fun of them. I make fun of my friends for their shoes now, and I'm nearly (laughs) forty. I think we need to teach Joseph not to mind. Is the key not buying new shoes? Yeah. That would be Bernie's approach. Later on, Chesney is backing down on the idea of Joseph going to Portugal. And Gemma's like, I can't believe you're just letting him go. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten that that's what he decided. This was like the, the the kind of, what's the dilemma of Monday, wasn't it? It was Gemma and Bernie, like, wailing and weeping like hired mourners at an Egyptian funeral. <laughs> I'd and Chesney just stoically going, I'll sacrifice my son. Like, if at any point over the last... However, you know, since the cause were born, you had not been proud enough to accept help you wouldn't be in this situation. So you've basically, your pride has brought you to the point at which you're considering sending your child to a foreign country to live. <laughs> like we're in the 1870s. Yeah. I'd forgotten, because um, I, I thought that last week Gemma was kind of coming around to the idea, but apparently not. I, no, I no, she I is deadly against it. Oh, I've also forgotten an awful lot about what happened on Monday. That gap between Monday and Friday. Did it just... me dropped out of my head yeah i know i was like i don't oh what happened the 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 airport scene i just remember remember. there was an airport scene because we were so excited to see an airport okay right um so uh yeah Gemma's like i can't believe you're just letting him go what what it what what, what, we just get rid of all the quads as well and everyone at home's like yes yeah go on why don't you (laughs) joseph gets home from school they're only young um and Chesney says, would you really like to go and live with your nan? And he's like, yeah, I would do. Um, and he says, why don't you go when the new school year starts? And Joseph looks disappointed and slopes upstairs, which doesn't fit in with what his later true motivation for wanting to go to Portugal no. was. But we won't dwell on that. Children are very inconsistent. They're fickle. Chesney goes and meets Linda in the pub and tells her that he thinks it's a good idea that Joseph goes to live with her and um, he like completely perks up when he's around her. She says, great. Why don't... And then she's she's quite mature here. She's like, why don't we just test it out and see how he feels? So, uh, meanwhile, Joseph is telling Hope and this was for quite fun because, as we all know, they're brother and sister in real life. Yes. And I just imagine them... Um, and they're cousins on the show, aren't they? Mm. Um, I imagine them and they're like going, "Oh, mum and dad, we're gonna go and rec- we're gonna go and practice our scene." <laughs> or maybe the parents like, "Get in your room and practice." <laughs> <laughs> um, 
she's she's like jealous she says i kill my own sister to live in portugal i don't think it would take much to convince hope to kill her own sister i think she'd kill her own sister for a packet of jelly beans <laughs> a packet of fire lighters yeah although i mean i don't know whether whether somebody hopes age knows much about portugal or it's like well no she knows not... she he gets gonna live with his gran and he's got a a massive house and I it's a villa anywhere. and it's a swimming pool. Yeah. She's probably thinking, oh, there's probably a load of like, dry grass there. Just yeah. imagine the infernos that I, I could, could cause there. I could look across the plains. Can't, can't set fires very well there in Manchester because it keeps raining they and don't. putting it out. <laughs> um, and she's like, whoa, it seems like... Then she says, oh, it seems like something's bothering you or something, you know. Yeah, she yeah, she, that she notices that he's, he's not like well up for it, actually. No. Um, so mean to make this poor kid decide... Later on, Linda comes in and Gemma and Chesney are having a massive row about this. And she's like, oh gosh, I've got to go home immediately because my housekeeper is having a problem with her husband running off or something like that. And Gemma's like, oh yeah, oh God. You know, she mm. gets, she gets some. Um... Yeah, it's a bit narky about it. Well, she, well, Gemma's got her nose put out of joint because it's another reminder that um, she's, got she's her... really posh and mm. rich. And Linda's like... Oh, yeah, I guess you don't have a housekeeper. <laughs> I do, it's Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count if you're related. <laughs> she's got to go over there immediately. And she says, I- I'm going to see-, see Joseph and she say still, goodbye. She still puts it off to the end of the week by, by the next episode. This woman's though, obviously, she? maybe she's got a new boyfriend already. <laughs> so um, she says, I want to say goodbye to Joseph. But Joseph wants to go with her right now. And Gemma says, no, you can't. You've got school tomorrow. <laughs> I love that. You've got school tomorrow. Like, Gemma, shut up. This is Coronation Street. Nobody cares about things like that. They'll probably have a burst water my pipe anyway, so. Gemma's like, you can't go. To, you can't go. You've got school tomorrow. And then we're moving to Brazil. <laughs> right, so... Um, Chesney goes, just let him go. Might as well go. What, they, on Tuesday, they do finger painting. That's what you do at school, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ten years. Joseph rushes upstairs to get his things, which presumably include his ugly trainers. Um, Gemma tells... Uh, Chesney tells Gemma that he feels awful, but he is putting Joseph first. And then Joseph comes downstairs with his rucksack all ready to leave. Gemma's wailing. Re- really awful. This is so bad. She's crying on the sofa with Bernie. And Bernie calls Chesney a big wuss. And Je- Chesney's like, stop guilt-tripping Joseph. And then they all gather in the street... And and Gemma's just like acting like he's going to his own funeral. <laughs> um, and everyone's crying. And then they leave. And so Gemma and Chesney are left. With Chesney trying to justify himself. And J- Gemma just ignores him and stomps upstairs. And then Fizz comes round with Hope. And she says, you've got to listen to this. And Hope says, oh, he doesn't actually want to go. He just thinks that he's in the way. And it'll be cheaper and you want him to leave. And Chessie's like, I've made a terrible mistake. I must stop them. And it was like Love Actually. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it was supposed to be like Love Actually. It didn't quite work that way. But I, I did enjoy this airport scene that was coming up later. It was later. just nice there to was, get, get out it was, of the yeah, house, Yeah, it was. It? I mean, when, when, <laughs> when he says we're going to go and stop them. But I think that I've got myself like worked up and ready for an airport scene for quite a few times in the last few years. And they never had it. I can't remember when the last rush to the airport to stop somebody getting on a plane was. They definitely had them in Curry before, haven't they? I, I, oh, yeah. I remember when, like, Becky 
uh, flew away. Steve was there trying to tell her not to go. But there's been lots of occasions where I thought, oh, this would be the perfect time to go and film in the airport. Um, and it was great to actually see it. Cause, but I, I thought they weren't going to do it at first because they had that scene with um, Gemma and Chesney stuck in traffic. And I was convinced that that was filmed with them just parked on Rosamond Street. I thought I recognised the bricks outside and they weren't showing any of the outside no, like they're they were actually in traffic. It, it, it just felt like there were like lots like of cars jammed up together on Rosamond Street and they'd, they'd got a red traffic they'd light. They'd literally gone the in. other way to get to this airport. <laughs> yeah. But no, but then they actually turned up at the airport and it was brilliant. And it, it wasn't like... Like the the you know the the best of scenes are the, and you know the the characters there aren't necessarily ones that are among my favourites but it was so so nice to see them get away get out into among the general public to film this this sweet little scene really which yes. was sorry which I was I, I don't know where I am oh we're just we're just Chesley about... there saying no no come home oh we've stuck in the come traffic jam we get to the airport I assume this is Manchester Airport yes Chesney's like. Don't go. I know. I know you don't want to go. And Linda's like, for God's sake, fine. <sighs> like that. Linda's like, <laughs> Linda's like, no, you should come with me. It's right for him. And Chesney tells Joseph that he means everything to him and promises things will be better. And it's like, once the quads are out of nappies, <laughs> how long do children have nappies for? Well, we I've saw got... Cleo the other day, yeah. and she was, you know, she was she a could, decent height, wasn't she? She could not. Uh, um, a door handle, couldn't yeah. she? So I've literally, she, I have, I have no concept of how long children to... are in nappers for. Who was it? There was some celebrity mum who got in trouble the other day. Oh, it was that, you know that Catherine, you know the funny American lady who's on panel shows in this country? Possibly. Kath Bum, I think I, she I is. On, I think it was her. She got in trouble for like basically going, I don't ever put my kids in nappies. I toilet train them from birth. What? Everyone <laughs> was like, "What?" She's like, "When they look like they need to poo, I just put them on a on a um on a potty." And everyone's like, "I'm so offended." <laughs> we should all allow our children to wallow in their own squalor. <laughs> they, should, they should sit in their own filth just so they know what it's going to so be they like. Know when their they're in life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, with that uh, little segue, we'll get back to Coronation Street and the fact that we have a lovely reunion scene. With Chesney promising he's going to help help Joseph and um, he loves him and he needs him and Joseph agrees to come home if they can have cheese on toast for tea. And if mm. we'd only known from the start that this is what he was angling for, <laughs> we could have we could have um, avoided this very expensive external shoot, couldn't we? <laughs> so Friday, everything's back to normal. Bernie's moaning. Linda's postponed her flight home. Gemma's like, let's all just get on together. Gemma arranges for a reconciliation meeting between the nans and Bernie's, Bernie's being, quote, very hostile and um, standoffish and Linda's being quite guarded, but she's trying to broker peace, isn't she? Mm-hmm. And they agree that they are both welcome to, to each other's homes um, and they, they agree that Joseph's the one that's important here and Linda's, like, saying, I'm sorry, if, you know, I just want to help Joseph and if, if it's not living with me, that's fine. If he needs anything, just let me know. Hmm. And they exchange numbers and she's like, if Joseph ever needs something, tell me. This is such an awkward position to be in though, isn't it? Because she does, she's not going to be paying out for the quad stuff. There's going to be a time when the quads get old enough to notice that Joseph gets treated differently and he gets anything he wants off, off Nanny Linda. Yeah, and presumably at some point... Don't want to panic. The actress who plays Nanny Linda, she's going to die. 
And Joseph oh, is yeah, going to be left gonna, a villa. Gonna, well, <laughs> she's going to shout with Izzy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Izzy's probably first in line. But you know, it depends on how the will works. But mm. you know, if it was divided by the children, then you would think that Joseph would get Katie's half. No, oh, yeah, I suppose she would actually. I don't know. No, no, I, I don't know that what Linda's fair. provisions that are in her fair. will. But, but um, um, yeah, he's is, gonna be is an he heir. Gonna re- grow up? Is she gonna end up resenting Joseph or something? Who's she? Is he? I don't know about that, but it wasn't. It is kind of interesting. It's like a time bomb, isn't it? Waiting yeah. to go off here. Well, I mean, the, the last person that went off to Portugal was Katie, and we all know if she ended up at uh, a very sticky end. Bad road. No, it, well, no, it's that dry, dry grass, isn't it? And all no, the she died in a car crash. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying what well, she's. A maybe bit, a bit of a coincidence. Maybe Joseph way. can go on holiday and bring his lovely cousin Hope, and we can have a little bit of a nanny nanny Linda accident. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Linda's leaving again later, and Joseph says, "I wish you were staying," um, but she has to go, and he'll call her every day. She goes off in the taxi. Can you imagine having a ten-year-old child phone you up every day to talk to you? I know. And how long is that going to last? Like, oh, what hello, it's you, you again. <laughs> oh, you watched. Star Wars again. Great. Which one? The first one. Yeah, I just the love, first one. Love Joseph. how this this grandma who's had not really anything to do with Joseph for the last five plus years. They're or fast whatever. friends now. Yeah. Right, and then later on, Joseph goes, Chesney or Dad, can you help me with my homework? And he's like, I'm really busy. The quads have pooed all get all over the place again. Uh, wish wish Catherine, whatever her face was there, to teach him how to use a <laughs> toilet. toilet. Um, and then he goes, okay, I'll do it by myself. And then Chesney's like, oh dear, just a day ago I Hang promised him that I would help him. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, I'll help you, as long as it's not maths. <laughs> so he helps him with his homework. And everything's great. Yeah. And that's Hurrah. the end. That's the end of this story for now. I was quite surprised to see that it turned up in today's episode, to be honest. I thought that with the... Um, with the conclusion that was reached on Monday's episode with the with the airport stuff, we didn't necessarily need this. Um, I mean, I suppose it well, just it sets, like... sets things up for if they want to revisit it in the future, really. And it's like an all is well at number five sort of thing. Well, also, it was, you know, at least they established that Chesney pulled his head out of his bum to go, yeah, I acknowledge that there are issues and I'm actually doing something to address them. Yeah. But if I was Joseph and he was like, I can't help you now, I'd be like... Flipping typical. I'm going to Portugal. <laughs> I'll see you later. Yeah. What's goodbye in Portuguese? <laughs> Is it adios? So what did you think about... Um, we, we, we talked about the, the, the airport scene. Did you did, did you quite find that quite sweet? Was it touching I, for you? I, I just love the fact that it was heart? in an airport, but it didn't do I thought it came. I thought it came across as quite sweet. It was a nice one. I think that um, it has been nice to see a perkier side of Joseph because he has been a bit sort of quiet and shy and down, hasn't he, recently? And and Chesney was right that when he's with Linda, he is a lot happier. Um, but so just just having them reconciled together there at the end was quite lovely, I, I know, but it was one of these manufactured um, thingies, wasn't it, that, that was solved in a day? Yeah, well, they always do that, don't they? If they, if they want to get the storyline over and done with. I just, I, I just think that maybe the dialogue wasn't quite there, or the, 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 
the tension of like, oh, am I going to find him or not? Because he like goes there and he's like, oh no, where's my son? Oh, there he is. I, did, I mean, in Love Actually, the little ginger kid was literally running through the whole the whole building, wasn't he? And vaulting over. Trust me, a little ginger kid. No, vaulting over, uh, what's he called? Turnstiles and everything and banging on the window. Bursting going, through security. But yeah, with, with this one, it was just like, oh, there he is. Don't take my son, please. Interesting how they, uh, they both had masks on, didn't they? Because the amount of mask usage there's been in Coronation Street is drastic reduced now we barely see it at all so Manchester Airport must have been like well yeah you got to put those on because obviously that that was filmed I guess towards the beginning of the year when yeah, that was probably. still maybe it procedure. was literally like you can't film here unless you have a mask on yeah, yeah but then Chesney did take his mask off he did he did he pulled it down a little bit didn't this, he do you know what in modern acting right where you have masks in a scene and they pull the mask down to talk is like the equivalent of when a scientist in a in a in a movie takes their glasses off to show you that what they're about to say is incredibly intelligent and important. <laughs> I think you're right. Think it you're is. Right. It like adds emphasis, like visual emphasis to what they're saying. <laughs> well, Chesney doesn't think at all. I, I felt I felt I was so mad at Chesney on for the, for other parts of Mondays. The fact that he had just literally given up on his son. It's so funny how we have like, completely oh. different did you think that he was right? To... We said this before, though. I can't I, I'm kind of with with Chesney here, but you see, I've had a different life experience to you, where I've in my family have had experiences of children being sent to live somewhere else with family, yeah. to improve their life, and it worked well, out. Yeah, and with I'm just watching don't... it going, Chesney, you're just giving, you're literally giving up on your son. I, I can't even imagine that. Not... Well, your family life is very, it was very nice, wasn't it? Everybody's yeah. like nobody's divorced in your family. No everyone's very nice and cohesive and like it's unimaginable to you to like break your family up but for me I'm like it's not the best thing in the world but if it's better for him I just it just feels that um no no I know that that generally the Winter Browns are quite a a tight family unit I think that you know they, they, they ain't got much in this life but what they do have is a lot of love for each other and for Chesney to say oh yeah go on then off you go and and also the fact that when he's like yeah go now that was first, weird first was he went drama, for, first it? it was like go go in September and then he was like oh yeah why, why not but it felt I'll phone the school and let him know like he was reluctantly you know he was saying I failed haven't I it felt to me like an acknowledgement that he has actually not managed to to provide in the way that he wanted to. And he yeah, kind but... of has been fooling himself up until now that everybody's muddling along okay. But unfortunately, he has just decided to remedy this in the most dramatic fashion possible to like send your child like just across the sea. imagine if he'd actually sent Joseph there and he was going to wake up on the next day and gone, oh... Maybe I was just being a bit dramatic and a bit moany and a bit miserable and now I've lost my son about it. Maybe that would teach him a lesson and maybe he'd smile a bit more and uh, be a bit more on the positive side. He just, he can't, just, horrible can't thing. just give honestly, up on, I, go, I, oh, I everything's rubbish, go it's on It's a horrible thing to be separated from your kids. I honestly, obviously know that. Um, I did not like Gemma in this. I thought she yeah, was you were awful. Re- you really were having a bit of I understand that her, she was upset, but you never do this to children guilt-tripping children. I said this before about when I was a kid. We've spoken about this even in the storyline about feeling guilt over money being spent or not having enough money. Mm. And now he, the poor kid, Joseph, was like, I know what I'll do. I will sacrifice myself for the good of the family. I don't know how realistic this is that a child would think that, but <laughs> okay, he did. I think children can be quite dramatic themselves, can't they? <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm gonna go live with Nanny Linda. I mean, the pool's a bonus, obviously. Um <laughs> 
and help the family. And then Gemma's there crying. And now Joseph probably feels like I can't do anything right. Mm. We don't really see this but from his perspective, but the trauma of, of Gemma weeping openly as he's trying to go, even if he wanted to go, you know, and he doesn't want to go, but even if he wanted to go, imagine how he would feel to see her doing that yeah, and yeah. making it, I just thought that, that, you know, I know that it's fictional and Gemma's not a serious character, but I felt, if I was, if I was Bernie, I would have slapped her on the face. I didn't feel too bad about Gemma. I was just thinking, oh, she she does, she wears her heart on her sleeve, does her Gemma. But you can't do that to children. No, I know, I, really I get it, cruel. I get it, I get it. But I, I felt bad for Gemma because she... You know, she was losing someone who she considers her son and she felt like she was powerless to say anything about yeah. it because she's not actually related. She's not really Joseph's mum. So I kind she, of she like... can advise Chesney, yeah. but actually she is very utterly powerless. It's very interesting how there are many blended families on Coronation Street and I don't think that they ever take seem to take an equal stake in the child's life as the parent well quite often they do until the storyline demands that no, actually no I'm not saying that, okay. my daughter right, well, not, I don't mean it daughter. that way I think I've phrased that wrong they defer completely to the biological parent about big decisions and they kind of act like oh it's not my place to say I don't want to I don't want to influence you like I have no opinion whatever you think is best but I'm sure that some families in that situation would have a different approach where they would be like we're all the same you know mm. he's mine you're mine you know etc i just yeah. i just find it interesting that every family on, on coronation street in this situation just try, well, who else have we got well, we've, we've got, got david with max well, actually he max is <laughs> kylie and callum's son yeah, actually isn't he well, he, but yeah, he's got he, no... he seems to be the main parents and shona is maybe a bit on you the think side like nick there. and leanne with ollie mm. and simon you think of Fizz and Tyrone and they, you know, really think of themselves as a mum and a, and, a, and a daughter and a dad mm. and a daughter that live together. Yeah. I feel that that's, well, they used to. You know what I mean? I feel that they feel that way about themselves. Mm. And it's interesting because a lot of the time also, these are people that have been together since the children were babies. Yeah, yeah. I just find it very interesting. Mm. Uh, so do you uh, do you think that we're going to see Linda again on Corey? I just, I think I just want to say it's, oh it's more interesting from the perspective of it feels like that's the default thing for these blended families. And I wonder if that is true to life. Yeah, and if people who are in families like that have that distinction in their minds mm. um, or if they really just all make decisions together. And it ha- why is Coronation Street, if that's the case, depicting families like the way that I they do? It, is it I just, think for, it's just conflict? for tension? I think yeah, it, it must is, be. really, at the end of the day. It must be. Yeah, do you think we're going to see Linda again then? I wouldn't actually mind, because before she I returned like back, before she returned a couple of weeks ago, like, I couldn't even remember well, her name or what she looked like or anything. And when she when she showed back on the street, I was like, oh, why, why they brought her back? What was the point? But actually, I enjoyed her a lot more the second time round. I don't remember having any strong feelings one way or the other before. I just was like, yeah, get Katie off the street, please. Take well, her back to Portugal with you. I liked her this time. I can exclusively reveal to you what? that when you watched Katie's mum the first time around, mm. you were not that impressed. I wasn't. Oh, yeah, because of course you listen to the Katie Armstrong YouTube couch profile. We've uploaded, we've uploaded it and uh, we do talk about Linda and I mean, you she's were... She's not, you know, she's not the she best character in the world. She made not an impression I, upon I, you. I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching her this time, so fair play. I'm, I'm glad that she, she got a, a lot... second chance to make a, a good impression on me. More of a presence. Yeah. And she was obviously driving the story more than I think she did the first time around. Mm, mm. I just she's... imagine how difficult... It must be difficult for Linda to just go, I know that this, these kids are 
Like, what can you do? Yeah. Like, this kid, these kids can't afford shoes. <laughs> oh, well, I'll go for a swim. I wonder how long she, it would have taken her to have uh, got fed up with Joseph and like, oh, like I've been See, quite enjoying my, my single life here. I don't normally say this about children, but it's very dour. <laughs> right, should we move on to uh, the, the Lydia story then? From Linda <laughs> yeah. to Lydia. Um, so Monday, Sarah is telling David all about Lydia and Adam because she currently believes that they've been having it off last week and, um, and, and they were caught and Adam has stayed at number one overnight. So he's at, he's at, dad, at Grandad Ken's house. Instead of calling this Scotch on the Rocks, yeah. can we call this Scots on the rock on the Rocks? Because that's what Scottish people are called. Okay, okay, you can call it that, that's fine. Scots on the Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> then um, it sounds like, oh, be careful, Scott. <laughs> so um, Adam's on Have the phone. Have we ever had a Scott in Coronation Street? Yeah, Scott, Scott Pemberton, uh, Johnny's dodgy bloke from uh, the other year. Wow, well, guys, year, this was not rehearsed. This was not a rehearsed trivia question for Michael. There you you go, actually I just knew said that. It. There's a Scott. And what about Brendan Scott? No, it doesn't count. <laughs> um, so Adam's on the phone later to the police and he's telling them all about this weird stuff that's been going on. Like the Hang charge. On. What? What happened before then? Well, nothing. He's just been he's just been oh. staying at number one overnight, and he's like, well, "I'm going to do I'm going to was... do something about this." Sorry, I got confused because he ended the week on the phone to the police. Yeah, so he's, he's back on it again. He says, "Look, there's been all this <laughs> money that's been come out of my account for no reason. We had the SWAT team coming in the other week. Surely this is all Lydia who's done this. You need to do something about it." Um, and Tracy says, "Well, I admire her a little bit, actually. I love this. She's picking wanna... up some tips. Yeah, I love the fact that Tracy's not lost this." Uh, mm. evil streak and saying that she and also the fact like you would say it's still a man whose life is being ruined by this woman like she's kind of cool it was a funny she? little I have remark. a bit of a girl crush probably not the most sensitive thing to say in real life um, but... I-, I wonder whether this Adam phoning the police here is going to save him in the long run because there's a record now of him having been in contact to say this yeah, is yeah maybe maybe that's a good point um, Tracy says, "Well, I, I kind of admire a little bit, but Barlas <laughs> don't back down. Yeah. So you, you keep on fighting." And um, Adam also seems to be at this point of the week of the mind that Sarah is going to come crawling back to him when the truth comes out. So meanwhile, over at Underworld, Sean's saying to Sarah, "Where's Lydia? She's she's not coming to work today. What's going on here?" So um, Sarah's just like, "None of your business. She's having a day off." Don't ask any questions. So hmm. Carla turns up at work later, also wanting to know where Lydia is. Um, Later that evening, Carla goes off to Adam in the in, in the street. What? Sarah tells her. She tells her, yeah. I fired her. I'm going to fire her. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Carla's like, this has got employment tribunal <laughs> written all over it. And Sarah's like, don't worry, she's a psychopath. She's probably going to die. Yes. In some kind of confrontation with Adam where she falls off a ledge. Carla has a confrontation with Adam in the street later that episode. She clearly doesn't believe him, his side of the story. Neither does Daniel, who walks in to weigh on the conversation as well. So Daniel doesn't Let's seem to just... then, although he, by, by Friday he's fine with it. Let's just remind ourselves also that Lydia is Daniel's ex. Oh, yes. Yes, of course she is. Oh, I'd forgotten about that, so thank you very much. Um, Adam goes to see Sarah at the factory to say, look, I'm, I'm innocent, honestly, but she doesn't believe him. He gets quite angry at this point. He's ranting yeah. away, and Sarah seems quite intimidated by him. She's backing down a little bit. She says, right, you go home now. He's, get your stuff. He's massive compared and to her. And she goes and has a bit of a cry. 
You scare me if you get angry, and we're the same size. I don't size. get angry. At, yeah. Oh, you get angry at the at the computer. I, get, I might get angry at video game. That you I'm have playing. got angry at me like once or twice when I've done something really bad. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're saying you deserved it. So Friday, <laughs> I'm being, I'm being abused. You're grooming me. <laughs> Friday. Do you no, remember, do you remember that's the, a joke. It's a bad joke. Do you remember that Adam and Sarah got no. married ago two years ago? Was it two years ago? Was it married two years? Ago? No, it wasn't. No, because it was when Shona got shot in a box. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was two years ago. So, um, and I think the whole point of this story was literally to just drum it into us that these two are married. I was so pained at seeing those beautiful flowers be dumped in the bin. <laughs> oh, it's so sad, wasn't it? I know, that's the saddest part of the yeah. whole thing. So he's, he, well, he sent them to Sarah, she bins them, and he's, meanwhile, still at number one, having a bit of a moat with Steve, telling him about Lydia being a big liar and yeah. everything. So then he goes back to see Sarah in the factory again to try and persuade her again that he's not having an affair. And she's like, right, Five, ten minutes, that's all I'm getting. You're getting off me. And so well, he she... asked, he said, can I get, can I, you give me ten minutes and then I'll go. Yeah. So she listens to him for ten minutes and then sends him, sends him on his way because uh, she, she, he says, look, have you actually asked Lydia about this or are you just taking her um, lies at face value here? Have you asked her, like, when did we, when were we together? Where did we do it? And so there's surely going to be some inconsistencies and she'll see a time that you knew you were together with me. She's planted all of this. Why would she do this? Um, though, says Sarah. And he says, I don't know. All I know is that I love you and we need to get this sorted out. And this is when his time runs out and he's sent on his way. So immediately Sarah goes... So he tells oh, yeah. to Sarah, I love you. Yeah, yeah, he says that, yeah. Okay. So Sarah's like, oh yeah, maybe I should ask Lydia about this a little bit more. So Lydia is invited around Sarah's flat and immediately gets the Spanish Inquisition. How many times did you have sex with my husband? This is a bit a bit raunchy for, for Coronation Street, wasn't it? Last week she was lying on the sofa. I know, I know. Sexy stuff. And, she, and where, where did you do it? And Lydia fair play to her and her Machiavellian ways yep. is able to reel off a whole load of places that they did the deed and Sarah says well when did it happen what in the then? co-op what <laughs> <laughs> done it in the co-op done it in the EE shop done it in the Argos around the corner Victoria who Gardens this? Specsavers we did it in Specsavers because they're apparently sponsoring the show now oh yeah I don't know what that was no that was just an ITV advert we also did it in the bingo hall because there's a, there's a bingo a Coronation Street bingo game that's coming out soon we might give that a plug yeah, I'll need to find out about that. Um, anyway, so... You're not so playing bingo. You're not playing Carnegie Street bingo. Lydia says... Spending all our money. Lydia says, I didn't write the dates down every time I bonked him, you know. Um, I did I did um, see him last Monday when you were out at Gales, though. And I, I should have looked. I can't remember what happened there. So I wonder whether that particular lie could come back to uh, to bite Lydia in the all bum at some point. All she needs to do is to say to Sarah, every time that Adam was working late, or you were working late, and I gave you a, a look like... Oh, guilty look. That's when we were fictionally bonking. <laughs> um, Lydia says, well, Adam is nastier than ever now. He's smooth, he's manipulative, he's still trying to send me nasty messages. And then she shows Sarah her phone. And Sarah says, well, this, this isn't Adam's number, this isn't him that sent them. And and uh, Lydia says, oh, well, he got himself a new one, actually. So Sarah says, I'm going to see what's going on here. I'm going to ring the phone. And I thought that that was a great move. I thought, oh, is she going to catch um, Lydia so out at this point? But no. no, Lydia has been in there and planted the phone inside a set of drawers in the flat. Wouldn't it be so funny if Lydia didn't think of this and then her pocket starts ringing and she's like, Oh, that would have been a very that would have brought a very swift end <laughs> to the story, wouldn't it? But no, it's in a pair of a set of drawers, and Lydia's like, ah, oh, so that's his hiding place. So that was quite good. She's so 
she's, I am with Tracy here. Yeah, you can't you can't help but admire yeah. the scheming that's gone on here just for some petty revenge. I have to say, um, side note here, I've listened recently to a podcast called Sweet Bobby, which is about um this is well, it's about a situation where somebody is tricked mm. for a very long period of time by somebody else. And it kind of reminds me of like how how sneaky this this girl is. It's making me wonder how long is Lydia gonna uh, string this out. But for? I recommend it, by the way. Uh, it fe- it feels like she's kind of set up everything now, and now it's all just falling into place. You know, it doesn't feel like she's gonna do anything else really schemey. Although right. what she did today was getting Adam arrested at the end of it. Yeah. Although that that's particularly, I think she came up with yeah, on yeah. the fly yeah. anyway but, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that so um yeah so daniel um we see going to see adam at the lawyer's office later and says that you need to come back to your flat <laughs> there's a there's a classic soap scene going on here all your bits and pieces are being thrown be the... off of the fire escape of the red bank fire this is probably um, going to be in the clip show about what happened this year come yeah, and watch it will be it's your stuff so yeah so sarah's on that zigzaggy fire escape thing outside the red bank throwing apartment, things throwing the ghost of down. Lana. yes and um, Adam says, oh, look, you've you got to believe me, Sarah. It wasn't me. She's making it up. And Sarah's like, I'm not having any of this. I want and a he divorce. Says, he says, you're going to look very silly when the truth comes out. I think that was a bit of a care- I, I love careless this. thing to this say. This is like just such an Adam thing to say. Like, Yeah. Is, gonna, is, is he gonna actually going to do it? Is he actually going to go, no, 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 no. I was right and you were wrong. <laughs> And she says, oh, we're trying for a baby. And Sarah says, not anymore, we're not. I'm going to be sitting on a chair normally from now on. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm going to angle my hips And can my normally? key back? So I'm, I'm wondering whether this is going to be a way that Lydia's going to get caught out because Lydia doesn't know that Adam hasn't got the key. So I think that oh, she might let herself clever. in round the flat and do something to try and make it look like um, Adam has been in yeah. there and done something, whatever yeah. it is. And Sarah's going to be like, well, no, he couldn't have done. He hasn't got the key. But then she'll say, he probably cut another one. And then Sarah's Ma- like, oh, hmm. Maybe. But I, I think that, you This know. is driving me mad, right? This storyline, I do really... I know that lots of people don't like this, but this is so clever. Because imagine if you're Sarah, like, how... How would you not believe everything that Lydia's telling you? It's very convincing evidence. Because you can't prove something didn't happen. No. And she's got proof that things did happen. Mm. And he's got form for cheating on her. Adam's right that she was just kind of believing everything that Lydia said without really interrogating her on it. Yeah, she didn't really ask any hard questions, but she was emotionally blindsided. And then then when she did ask questions, Lydia could answer all of these questions. Mm. Mm. And oh, and and Adam's playing right into her hands as well because Lydia's starting all this. Oh, he's so scary. Oh, mm. he's so angry. He's so irrationally angry. It's like he's not irrationally angry. He's actually this is completely rational. If anyone would be like shouting and screaming and going, everyone's gone mad. I can't understand what's happening. Yeah, Why Sarah, do you not believe? And me? it's very handy for for Lydia as well. But Sarah saw Adam's angry side at the end of Monday's episode yeah. when he went to the factory and she was kind of cowering Ooh, a little no, bit don't. as well. So yeah, he he goes back to number one for a little bit and and um, it's, uh, he basically says, I'm going to sort my life out, which means going round to Lydia's flat, which is I think the first time that we've seen it, wasn't it? Not a nice new set of that. It reminded there. me of the flat that Laura lives in. I can't remember what that's like. Um, Very similar. 
I thought that this flat was a bit nicer. I don't know. I anyway. think they might have taken this. I don't think it's the same furniture. Mm. Um, anyway, he's there banging on the door. We need to sort this out. And she starts acting like she's really scared of him. And I wonder whether she she should have been recording that. That's At any point in doing. this storyline, if anybody recorded. was just recording something. Yeah. It, I think they, she might have recorded it, it, a section of it. Mm. Because she was saying things that don't didn't make sense. And and he was being she? to her, yeah. He was being to her and irritatingly calm towards the end of it because yeah. she, he was like saying, I'm, I'm completely calm she's, at she's the like, moment. Stop I just shouting. needed to know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well he twigs on, I think. He starts off mm. I can't remember, but I think he twigs on to uh, uh, you know, quite early on that I'm playing into her hands if I start shouting. Yeah. yeah. So um, eventually... Because the neighbours will say, oh yeah, he came round and he was yelling and banging on the door. Mm-hmm. So eventually she says, um, you, can, you can come in. Um, and there's, there's... <laughs> this is after we've heard lots of strange banging about as well. Yeah. Um, and she's saying things, isn't she? Like, Yeah, I can't remember what she's I, saying. No, but she's saying things you might say if somebody was trashing your house. Yeah. So he goes inside and it turns out she's wrecked the flat. And he's like... She's what? only thrown her dinner on the floor. And he's like, right, that's it. I'm going to find the police. But the police are already no, there. I said that in a way that makes it sound like she only actually threw her dinner on the floor. She threw yeah, the everything. Whole, everything. The whole flat was turned upside down. That takes down. more dedication I've got. I'm not throwing <laughs> my dinner on the floor. Um, Especially so if I made it, it would be delicious. The episode ends with um, with Adam getting arrested. Weeps. And we, we had a couple of scenes with, with Daniel. Well, hang on. What? He walks in on everything. He knows that she's tricked him. Yeah, the police come And around. then she, he says, I'm going to phone the police. And no, the police are like, ha We're already we're here. Already here. <laughs> Yeah, he gets Sorry. arrested, and that's that. There were a couple of scenes with dinner. with Daniel, and uh, and there was a there was a nicest one between Nick and Sarah later, where he's saying that you sure you definitely definitely don't believe Adam, and he he definitely didn't send the text. Why why do you why doesn't he go to the police about all this and stuff? But yeah, it was mostly the the main drama at the end of the episode was what was happening with Adam and Lydia, and um, I, I I quite enjoyed that scene. Um, it, I know some people have said, as um, Adam pointed out, that, you know, is it not taking domestic abuse victims seriously? Well, Adam said that you're making everybody look bad. Mm. And there's definitely something to be said about that. And I'm sure the sort of people I would have expected to say this also had a comment along the lines of, oh, typical, they always always arrest the man. They always think it's the man that's doing it. They never think it's the woman. Well, he was, yeah, he was the one who was had the police phoned on him, didn't they? Well, so, uh, you know, we, domestic violence happens to men. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We acknowledge that and it's a fact, yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. much rarer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's carted off to the police. And the thing is that next week is kind of being billed as a big-ish week on Coronation Street, isn't it? Because I don't know, is it? Yeah, well, there's a trailer for it, and they don't oh. do... Which I haven't seen. I've seen, like... Um, one picture from it maybe and it's just it's just Abby so it was a big surprise is that she's going to be in it next week um, but yeah I, I, if, but possibly this storyline could come to a head next week I'm glad that I'm enjoying it more than I was say three weeks ago but I, I don't really need it to run that much longer I just I need her to be caught out in her scheming ways now, and I think maybe something to do with this key, or maybe one of those dates that she came that she gave Sarah is gonna gonna be the comeuppance for her. What What are you thinking? Are you a, would you be happy for it to keep going for a bit longer, or are you ready for it to be done? I don't know how much longer it can really go. 
it seems like if if the guy is arrested, that feels like well, it could be a climax. The thing is, right? I know he's you know talking about who who gets arrested when people are fighting, and it can be like I've heard horrible stories about it where a man you know, is being beaten up by his wife. And even though he's the one that's hurt and physically you can see and she's not, he still gets arrested. Mm. But this is not that that kind of example because a lot of the time domestic violence happens in a shared house. Mm. But they turn up, Adam's there, and it's her house that's been trashed. Yeah. They can't do too much investigation. <laughs> you know, they might try and figure it out later, but, it, you know... When you hear horse, when you hear hooves, you don't go, it could be a zebra, do you? You go, right, I'm going to arrest this horse. <laughs> um, I, I, I wonder whether Sarah might even sympathise a little bit with uh, Lydia when she finds this out. When, well, yeah, and she she'll will. Say, she'll well, be like, yeah, oh, he does victim. have a temper, actually. You're a victim. I just, you know what, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm st- nobody had, nobody's take, taken me to task on my comments about um, sympathising with cheaters, but... Um, I'm going to say it again to see if I can get myself in trouble. When uh, Lydia came round to Sarah's house and Sarah was there crying about the fact that, you know, when did you have sex with my husband? I was thinking, do you think back to all the conversations you had with her about her lovely affair and how funny and cool you thought it was? You might be able to work out for yourself because she told you all this stuff and you were like, oh, what funny gossip. Yeah, oh, well, isn't this Lydia funny Lydia said, I didn't write down in my diary every time I no, bombed I told Adam, you. but maybe Sarah wrote down in her diary, oh, I guess I'll never guess what's happened with Why Lydia's less of a love life It was today. all fun and games when it was someone else's husband. Now yeah. you're crying because it's your husband. Exactly. You've got a taste for medicine, Sarah Lou. Mm. Um... They, they one of the things I think you pointed out when we were watching it. They kept um, they made a big thing of the was trying for a baby. Yeah, for, they for said that a lot of, of times. So it's making me wonder whether Something's Sarah gonna could actually end up being pregnant. Speaking well, it's not of which, Adam, is it? <laughs> speaking of which, um, let's let's do the Abby story. There's something to do with the baby. So it's going to be some kind of baby thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess so. How exciting! What's that? What? Oh, it's just Abby's walking around out there. It's oh. fine. Anyway, so speaking of Abby, Abby Franklin, <laughs> no Webster, sorry. Um, oh, I think uh, she's. I think she's Franklin again now. I, I'm. I'm almost ready to say, okay, maybe she isn't pregnant then, because <laughs> I literally, I was expecting at the end of today's episode, I thought, is this going to be the one, and is this going to be the big kickoff into next week that she finds that she's pregnant? Surely, surely, she's was... going to find out soon. I was thinking, she, I'm, like, I'm convinced she's pregnant. No one can stop me from thinking that she's pregnant. But I'm thinking, oh, maybe she doesn't know she's pregnant and that's why she's drinking. But she does know, like, the cat, the cat, like, we've decided, haven't we? Like, the theory is, based on the evidence, that she does know she's pregnant because she keeps drinking orange juice. Except that today when she was knocking back the vodka, vodka and getting so the cocaine like, at the end of the episode. I, I wonder. Do you think she's going have to get rid of this Russian vodka because people are going to get really arsy with me. She, she must know because she, she took a pregnancy test, although we didn't see the pregnancy test, I suppose, she, did we, at New Year? The, the, the theory is that she, she said that she was not pregnant, but she actually was. She knows that she is, and that's why she has been not drinking, etc. But now, she, must, it, she either got a false test... False result, and she doesn't know that she's pregnant, but she is pregnant, and she just coincidentally got right into orange juice <laughs> for the last few months, or 
she isn't pregnant at all and she never has been. I could definitely see her being in denial about it if she thought that she was or no, if she hasn't she taken has... a pregnancy test actually and she might she did. And, and she, she, I reckon she did. And, and if she's not having a period or anything I could just imagine her saying no 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 and burying her head in the sand about it. But you can it. have your period when you're Oh pregnant. yeah yeah I know but for me you know whatever I, 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 I think just that... think the, I think the, the female body is so treacherous and traitorous to us women it's not fair it's like it's like the female body was made for soap plot twists about being pregnant or like trashy tv shows about giving birth in a toilet when so you didn't know you're playing the long pregnant. game like there. this is gonna be so funny you wait <laughs> right come on then that's so it. anyway if she's going on a drugs binge and a booze and binge if she knows that she's pregnant and she's going on a drugs and booze binge and ha- that's gonna they... be very different difficult for me as an abby fan to say oh yeah when... well she was going through a really hard time (laughs) well listen there are different scales aren't there of like how much you feel comfortable policing somebody's body like some people seem to think that pregnant women's bodies are like communal property that no longer belongs to her while they're having a kid and other people like just shoot up if that's what you need (laughs) i remember talking to um a friend of my mum's from school and she was, we were at her baby shower and we all had to go outside so she could smoke. And she's going to me, oh yeah, the doctor said that um, I shouldn't give up because it would stress me out too much. I'm thinking, I bet the doctor didn't say that. I bet the doctor gave you a series of scenarios and you picked the one that suited you the best. Yeah, do you think Abby would say, yeah, Dr. Gaddis says that a little bit of cocaine's fine. Dr. Gaddis gave me this crack. <laughs> we can have it around the back of the medical centre together. That's yeah. where I'm heading now. I don't know why, they're so much fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, some people will say you can't eat sushi and eat soft cheese. And other people, you know, like back in the day, doctors actually did um, tell women to smoke deliberately to reduce the birth weight of the baby and that's oh, a fact just a good bit of trivia there so but, i'm know, gonna say vodka, the vodka i'm gonna say probably not mm. but there are there are danger zones that's the other thing like there are certain parts times during your pregnancy where it affects your baby more than it does at other points but when did they when did they do the deed i've forgotten was it, was it october like, late september early october maybe october, it's, a, it's a long time january so february so we're getting six months now. Yeah. Is it even? Is me. there even a baby? I don't I know. Don't, I don't know. But uh, now I'm thinking. Okay, by the end of next week, are we going to have a revelation about the baby? The other thing to remember, of course, which is I'm it totally does, convinced it does feel like a very end of a Friday episode sort of revelation. Tonight's episode was technically just the Wednesday episode, wasn't it? Because the one that's going to be on <gasps> Sunday, that's the end of the True. week Friday episode. So I wonder, are we going to see it then? The baby. Hello. The, 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 the pregnancy test, possibly. And uh, and uh, I we I realised earlier, didn't I, that we've actually booked to go to the cinema when Coronation Street is on on Sunday night. We're going to go and see Batman. So uh, uh, what? The Batman. Sorry to give him his full title. Um, so if anybody finds out if there's a big revelation on Sunday, don't, don't tell te- us. Don't tweet us and tell us because we won't have seen it. We'll be watching. Oh, Batman for God's sake, let's not go then. No, I want to go and see Batman. The only reason we're going on Sunday is because it's half price. <laughs> right, come on. What's happening this story this week then with lovely Imran oh, and Toya? Oh, they were being very sweet. irritatingly adorable, weren't they? <laughs> they're like they're like cute little calves on the way to the slaughterhouse, the pair of them. <laughs> on Monday, Imran is saying... I don't think Toya would appreciate the uh, and that, that analogy there. She probably would. She'd probably be like, yeah, we shouldn't kill them <laughs> if you think they're that cute. What's the difference between a cow and a cat? 
the difference is you can't have a cow in your house. That's the main one. <laughs> um, Imran arranges for Leanne to look after Elsie for the evening so that he can take our lovely Toya out. And he tells her, and she has this adorable look on her face like, oh, oh, thank you. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm going to wear my best dress. <laughs> so, and like, she, she's not like me where I'd be like, well, sorry, I've got a whole week's menu planned out. And if we don't eat this today, it's going to go off. So we can't go anywhere. Back in we'll the freezer anything. with the veggie lasagna. Put these, put, take these fish cakes out of microwave um they go they go in there and abby happens to come in and this is when she's just she abby's just kind of very purposefully following them just so that she can give them evils she's not perp she we don't think that's what she's doing well no she she, she's she's gone in to see debbie hasn't she but yeah i I think that she is loitering around imran just to say "Mm." it's isn't it self-harm isn't it yeah she's engaged in unhealthy behaviors it's doing exactly to them what she used to do to kelly yeah yeah like oh i hate you i'm gonna follow you around um yeah it is it's it's very similar you know this is what the press does to poor boris johnson (laughs) hate stalking him um so they're having a lovely romantic meal and poking at their desserts. And Abby comes and sits down. And Imran's like, do you like your pudding? And Toya's like, don't know why you made me get this. And I'd rather have something else. That's coercive of control. It was a bit naff. It's just like a creamy meringue, wasn't it? It looked like a rum barber. No, I love rum barber. I don't think it was. No, I, I thought it was It was just a, a pile a of cream. I thought... I, I would have tried to persuade her to have a really nice pudding. Like Imran's like, I spent quite a lot of money on this ring. I'm going to hide it inside the cheapest thing on the menu. It didn't look cheap. <laughs> it did. It was just like a meringue. If I, if I, we were, if you were going to propose to me and you were going to hide something in a pudding, good luck. Uh, what, anything, hide anything in a pudding or? Hide a ring in a pudding. Okay. What did I say? You said, and it, I thought you said hide anything. Oh, in I don't a know p- what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you were going to hide a, a ring in a pudding for, t- for me... To get a surprise, yeah, you'd be waiting forever, wouldn't you? Yeah, because you don't like a pudding. You'd I be like, Gemma, always, Gemma, why don't you have this pudding? I'd be like, no, Whenever I don't. Whenever we I'll go have out the for a meal, board. I always have the pudding, and Gemma just has a coffee. So maybe yeah. I would ask for it to be on just on the side of the saucer or something. Ah, <laughs> uh, sweet. Um, yeah, so she's he's like watching her like hawk as she spoons this cream in her mouth and then she's like oh no what's this oh it's a creamy ring nearly chipped my tooth it's a creamy ring classic coronation street engagement scene there and then Uh, she puts the gammy ring on her does anybody in coronation street just get down on one knee and like hold a ring out these days it always has to be some elaborate setup doesn't it don't really go for (laughs) i thought that that imran and toya were a normal couple they are this is this is about you know this is probably the raciest thing that has ever happened to them um, um, don't you remember that lawyer's desk? <laughs> All right then. Um, I'm surprised that love... they, they didn't just like whip the tablecloth off and then do it there on the bistro and say, yeah. "Oh yeah, Abby, we enjoying this." Shut up. <laughs> Um, I love, I also love Toya has all these cool rings on her fingers. She had loads of rings on I love them. She? And she has like mid finger rings and they're my favourite thing. I think they're so cool. Oh. But my fingers are too fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just watch. You, Gemma doesn't even wear our engagement, her engagement ring or wedding ring. Yeah, because anymore, I was going you? to Japan and I was thinking, this ring, I can't actually get it off. What if I go on the plane and my fingers swell and I have to have my finger amputated? <laughs> then I will never be able to wear it again. So I took it off. Yeah, as so long as you know where they are. They're probably over there somewhere. 
Um, it was just like pretending she's a single lady. Well, I tell you what, I haven't had any takers. Yeah, <laughs> it's rubbish. He's walking around Southampton, flashing your um, naked fingers at people. I was like, why is that woman waving at me with her hand backwards? <laughs> what she thinks she is the queen? <laughs> Right, Debbie arrives at the bistro and Abby wants to talk to her about what's going Debbie's on with back, Kevin. everybody. Hooray! Oh, hurrah, at last. More, please. Give her a proper story. Um, Toya is still being um, nauseatingly friendly and full of advice and um, chippering her along, isn't she? Mm. Um, she says, fight for your man. You can do it. So in the office, Debbie basically says, look, you're finished. You and Kevin are over. Jack and Kevin aren't coming home until you move out. I think that um, Kevin might be getting a bill from the school or however these charges work at the moment because he's literally said, oh yeah, I'm taking my son out of school and for an uh, indefinite amount of time, indeterminate yeah. amount of time, sorry. How does it work? Do you get billed per, t- per day? No, I, I don't think schools really actually do that. They, they, what, what would happen if there's a persistent absence um, then they, you would the, the school would just form like educational welfare officers or something, and they would be investigated. Oh my God. But it has only been what? How long have they been away now? A couple of weeks? Yeah. No, not even that. So well, they it's went not, off. Not really week. that long, but um, he can't just <laughs> never come back. Um, if excuse Abby's me. Still if, there. if Joseph can go to, to Portugal on a Monday, <laughs> I think that that Jack can hide out in a van. <laughs> You don't know, the van could be part of the school and he could, could go be, to could school be. every day. Um, Deb- Debbie just doesn't know She's like, sorry, I happened, can't help. She? she says, Abby's I can't like, help you unless you, you tell help- me what happened. Yeah, can you help me change his mind? And she, Debbie's like, I can't until I know what you've, you've done. And Abby won't tell her. So she comes out of the office and she starts making a show of herself by, by drinking Toya and Imran's champagne. Or pretending to. And stropping off. And to- Toya's like, I'm really worried about her. And Imran's like, look, She's just a slapper. <laughs> She's fine. Don't worry about her. Which so, is what the line he continues to spin on Friday, isn't it? He? He's like, stop talking about like, Abby. <laughs> on Friday, she's like, do you know, do you know Abby? I'm just really worried. And he's like, shut up. She let herself out. She's growing up. So she's walk. Um, Toya's walking down the road, and she sees Abby in her dead son's garden. No, she doesn't. That's later on in the episode. This oh. bit of the episode, they're just walking in the street. She sees her in the street. Yeah. And um, Abby says, I'm really sorry that I was a massive raging cow. Toya says, um, don't worry about it. How's Kevin? And Abby says, I've lost them both. And she's really sad. And Toya says, how about a coffee? <laughs> and Abby's like, no. So then she goes and sits in. No, then she goes to the number 13, does Abby. And starts packing her stuff up and looks at a picture of her and Kevin all sad. Then she goes to sit in her dead son's garden. And no, it wasn't in Victoria Gardens. No, it wasn't. Wasn't it? She's definitely sitting in Seb's garden. Oh, okay. If you're the director, why would you put her in the garden that's literally up the road from the garden that her dead son... Oh, right, yeah, you might be right. Probably right. I'm almost certain. you right. All right. <laughs> She's drinking a bottle of vodka. Toya finds her and says, you need to go to an addict meeting. And and uh, Abby's like, it's just day drinking. Everyone does that. It's Friday. It's Friday, that is true. Everyone does get drunk on Friday in the middle of the day. Um, and <laughs> Toya says, Toya, it's sort of I'll take you to this meeting. So they go together, and Toya wants to wait with her. But Abby says, You just let me do it by myself, I'll be fine. Then Toya finds Abby later walking home with her, this person. She's like, Oh, this is my new sponsor. Um, he's gonna help me, isn't it great? And Toya's like, 
I'm going to believe everything. I'll see you later. Yeah, that that was uh, that had lies painted all over it, didn't it? And I turned to you and said, "That's not the new sponsor, no, is not. it?" I didn't know who it was necessarily that it was going to be a drug dealer, but um, yeah, clearly wasn't who Abby said. So Imran says to Toya, "I'm really mad that you've been." He didn't. He didn't. Well, look, I'm not happy not about it. Stop, stop interfering. But it's kind of good that she's feeling better and everything. But then we find out, like you already spoiled, that this guy is not actually Abby's sponsor he's a drug dealer which is a major mistake to make maybe when you're trying to get off the drugs maybe he's a sponsor maybe he's gonna maybe she's doing a sponsored drug taking <laughs> I'm gonna get how it. much coke can she do <laughs> so I'm sponsoring her I can see she does 10 10 drugs in one day <laughs> I'll give her a pound I, I and think... then he says come here it's okay because she just gives it right back to me to buy drugs. <laughs> I can't lose. I think we might find next week Abby reaching her lowest point ever in uh, in common soap speak. Crying, drugging, pregnanting. I'm not particularly thrilled that uh, to be able to watch that. I'm sure that Sally's going to do an amazing job with whatever it is they give her, but. Um... Just seeing her go off the rails again. They're doing to her... Feels a little bit... What they've done to Carla. What they've done to anybody. Like, Carla... Um, any number of them. Emma. It's Emma. a bit of a rad time at the moment. Yeah, yeah, they are. But um, Abby's, if if Abby's still got a bit more life and spark to her. I don't think that she's completely, you know, lost it. But um, I, I, I just think that they need to explore other ways for her to react to bad things happening than just getting off on drugs again although it's probably very very realistic that the ex-addicts will relapse well yeah that's the thing it's um very common Mm. this is why it's best not to do it to start with yeah that's Um, not helpful is it no you've done it already yeah it's uh... like credit cards don't get them Mm. I, uh, I, I I had mixed feelings with with Imran this week because um you know he's just I just hate I hate the 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 horrible juxtaposition of oh isn't it romantic and they're getting engaged but also he's lying to Toya and it's and it obviously just, going obviously, to come out sometime. It's like I just what, want to say just get out now, please. It's like watching a five year old running happily towards a great big house of cards because they're so excited they want to give it a hug and you know. As soon as they touch it, the whole thing will come crashing down and there'll be tears. And whoever it was that built it's going to get really mad, but they can't get too mad because it's only a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and, oh, and Toya was admiring her, her engagement ring. I, oh. do, you, do you think that the, the affair is going to come out between them next week if it is a big week? Do you think, do you think Toya might find out the truth? What's gonna happen? I kind of hope so. I just want the to thing find is, out right? Now if Abby is I pregnant, I can't be dealing with seeing them all happy together. I can't I know watch that. that. <laughs> I know that it's just knowing that it's doomed. I know that it doesn't seem that likely that Abby's pregnant now. I still believe it in my heart. So, the question is, how long will this binge last? This drugs binge. And what effect would that have on a baby? And are they actually going to... Is that a route they're going to go down? Like, is this baby going to be horribly affected and, you know, and be born with with health conditions? I know what's going to happen. And then, you know, Toya and Imran have to, like, she deserts it or Toya and Imran have to foster it or what? 
Yeah, I wonder. I think though she might. They might go down the uh, the tried and tested soap route of she finds herself having to go to hospital next week when she's found in a drugged up stupor, oh. and then the the hospital person says, "Don't worry, the baby's okay." Oh my god! <laughs> Probably yeah. That's what happens in soap, isn't it? Or they go, "This, do you want this baby? Because you could take it out now." I don't know. I don't know what the dates are. No, I, I, I think that she's too late to have an abortion if, yeah, if it's this so. long. She must be. She's got to, she's got to carry it to full term now. Maybe they'll be like, <laughs> if right. there is a baby, I'm still going to be insisting once we get like 10, 11, 12 months yeah. after it. No, Two she years is later. She's just, she's just not, still not showing yet. Yeah, I'm um, determined. Yeah, maybe she gets to the hospital and be like, right, we're taking it out because you can't look after it properly and we're going to put it in an incubator and it'll be really sad. <laughs> right, um, next, How old what? can a baby survive? What do you mean? Like, how's the, what's the youngest baby? I don't know. What survival rates of babies? I've got no idea, believe it or not. That's do you reckon they'll, that, that, that could happen though? They could be like, right, you're not taking care of it. We're going to take it out. I bet you'd be in camembert as well, haven't you? We're going to put it in Toya. And salmon sashimi. We told you specifically. It's like, I didn't get any of the memos because nobody knows I'm pregnant. <laughs> right, I'm going to move on to the next story. The uh, the Emma story. We're back to drop dead Ted. And there were some very cute scenes in this this week. As um as much as I was wanting to reach inside the TV and give Emma a good old shaking for being so silly about getting involved with the grandson of the person whose death that they are absolutely and involved in. And I just want to in. say, this man, what's his name? John. He's suffering from perfect man syndrome. So is, Just isn't like he? Neil and who's the other guy? Um, Becky's boyfriend that whisked her off to Barbados. Yeah, yeah. who's Neil? Um, Fizz's bloke. You mean Phil? They're the same <laughs> name. Michael, do I get a is point? Is it Neil with two L's on the end? Yes, do I get a point? Because in my head it was Neil with two L's. Yes! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Neil was, uh, was Andrea's dodgy bloke. The, the whole again man. So um, on, there, there is definitely a thing, though, isn't there? This doesn't seem to happen to the men. It's always the women who get conjured up this perfect man. Well, that's because the trope is the, the the damsel in distress, and here comes the knight in shining armor to whisk her off her feet, isn't it? And you don't have that trope trope quite so much with uh, with <laughs> with the women riding big up on burly the burly men going, "Oh my dream, take me away from here, no, princess." But I think that they should do that. I think well, that would I be agree a nice with you. Change to the to the, the expected uh, way of things. But this guy, John, it's like he's been photocopied out of a boy band yeah or like a children's tv presenter if you told me he was a children's tv presenter i'd believe you well he's not Gemma, because i'll tell you what he is a trolley shepherd oh yeah <laughs> we find out was that made up for coronation street or is that really he's what not it's a trolley shepherd he knows a trolley shepherd no i thought he is a no trolley he works shepherd. He, no he works for fresh goes and yeah. he says that we call them trolley shepherds but he was pushing trolleys around she literally, she, oh. went to, she went to the fresh Maybe he was helping out his trolley shepherd. He was definitely trolley shepherded. He right. definitely was. Well, we'll, we'll revisit this. Yeah. Do you think it's like, you know, the, what was it the parable of the lost sheep and the person, and the man's got his hundred sheep and he keeps on searching, but he's lost one and he keeps on searching and searching and searching until he finds the sheep that he wants. And it, he says he had that with his trolleys. And then he finds it in the bottom of the Weatherfield Canal. I feel like I'm counting sheep hmm? with this story. <laughs> What's oh. the parable of the sheep? What, what happens at the end? One of them's like... Well, no, it's just like saying the, the guy kept on hunting until he found the sheep and it's like God keeps finding you all. Is it like, it's always... Place. Is it like the Bible version I'm... of it's always in the last place you look? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> 
of Jesus and then someone's heckling Jesus no, going why would you keep why would you keep looking once you found it and Jesus says shut up <laughs> My dad's in charge of heaven, thank you. <laughs> right, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have brought that up because I thought that I maybe knew more about it than I did. Well, anyway. the, that is a great parable. I'm glad that I wrote that down yeah. for the ages. Um, a man lost a sheep and he kept looking till he found yes, it. Yes, that's it. Classic tale. <laughs> and it's the same with trolley shepherds. And what's this got to do with this story? Do you think that... Do you think that they have the song, well, trolley shepherds watch their flocks by night or sitting in the car park? <laughs> anyway I suggest that that Fresh Goes um, takes on that time on a tradition of needing a quid yeah, yeah that put him right out of a job yeah anyway so he's there he's pushing trolleys because Emma's discovered that he works there or something or he told he's not pushing them he's guiding them gently to their pasture I think he should, he should have a trolley shepherd dog can you imagine that? Just, this little sheep dog barking around the fresh goat car park and the trolley's <laughs> veering off course. Go, ah! and then, no, going the, like, go in the little... Driving into people's cars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get inside that trolley enclosure. Aww. Emma's there being all sneaky and coy and cute and everything. And I thought that he, he spotted her, but I can't remember whether he did or not. But anyway, she, she, she dashes this... off all going... Ooh. In this example, the... The big, the sheep are like the normal trolleys and then the lambs are like this, you know, the little mini, yes, little like I'm not going to commit get. myself to a big shop today. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just cram it full of crap. <laughs> right. So John ends up stalking Emma back to the street and he comes into the pub and, and tries to find her and she kind of does that ducking down thing behind the bar, doesn't she? She was really funny. off behind. There was some proper good comedy Emma this week. She, she yeah, she, she hid from him in the, in the shepherd's in the, pastures. Yes. Hid from him in the pub yes. and crawled along the floor. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah no, that's, what, that's what happened. She's yeah. cute. Yeah, she was very, very cute. And, and she, she, I, I found it charming. I, it was very charming. And, and, it, and it's almost making me forget the horribleness of the situation of she was partly responsible for his granddad's death. But I have to say, John does feel a bit like he is lobotomized because if you're, if a woman's following you around but then hiding, I wouldn't be like, this is cute and great unengaging and she obviously wants me I'd be oh, like come on it's the thrill of the chase Gemma I'd be like I read about this on Twitter I think I'm not supposed to follow her because then I'm a sex addict a pest or something <laughs> is this like a me too thing have I got to back off uh, I... she's sending me mixed signals how, how does he compare to Curtis for you because he also had perfect man syndrome at the beginning didn't he yeah, she he keeps did. on finding them and I'm finding John a lot more interesting of a character and likeable and and when Curtis came in and I, was, I, I remember thinking I, I don't really think that Emma I want him to en- her to end up with this boring guy but actually I could see her settling down again apart from the whole dead granddad thing with him I think that they really are quite cute together John feels like he's on an intellectual level with Emma. Oh, harsh. (laughs) (laughs) But they find the same things funny and interesting. Whereas um, Curtis was basically like, you're stupid. I'm going to be the one in charge of everything. And you're just my pretty girlfriend. Mm. Kind of like Ken did to Deirdre. (laughs) Anyway, he says, look, I can't, I haven't been able to get you out of my head since the funeral. So they'll go to speed dial together. And they seem (laughs) to be, what? What can I just say? Poor granddad. 
I know. He's completely le- literally left in the dust. <laughs> He's looking down on him, going, "You, you go, boy." He's like, "No, she, she murdered Get me with her friend." Um, they go to speed dial. They have this, this date. It's quite cute. They both kind of bond over both being useless at relationships. Um, and Craig and Faye happen to be in there as well. Oh, does Faye work? No, do they work? Oh, I don't know. They're there Faye anyway. Faye quit because she had flashbacks of killing Adam. What? No, that was the bistro. Where are they? Speed dial. Oh. Is that speed dial? And they're there anyway. And they're like, what the hell are they doing? Why is Emma hanging around with this guy? <laughs> and Faye has a massive garret at the end saying, you're an absolutely disgrace. You're so reckless. We <gasps> oh. could we could end her in prison. I could be back behind bars again. So at the end of the episode, Emma gets a message from John saying that he had a nice night. But she deletes it. But <gasps> come Friday, she's still getting texts from him. She's telling um, Faye, oh, I promise I'll never speak to John again. But... Um, yeah, that's, I don't think that's going to be the last time that she's going to see him. But it's not at all because he does find her later. Um, we have a nice scene with Amy coming around the flat, getting a, getting a haircut from um, half-sister Emma later. And this is when the Jacob story kind of just about crosses into there because they both kind of realise that they're both in complicated relationships. And Amy thinks that it's quite cool and gossipy, but Emma doesn't because there's a possible prison sentence involved with hers. Um... <laughs> She, she, Emma says, look, it's somebody I met by chance, can't go anywhere because, and she kind of puts it down to the fact that it's, it's too soon after the whole Curtis situation. And Amy's just like, no, you're just worried about what other people are going to think. You, you do what's good for you, go on. Um, and also that during that conversation is when Emma works out that Amy's going out with Jacob. So um, there's, there's not really much more that happens with that, but I guess that that's going to come in important later on um, that that Emma knows this I don't know um, so uh, John eventually finds Emma in Victoria Garden she's watching Brief Encounter on her phone and oh they both love that film they're so sweet what's and that one about why is all these obscure film references I don't know is whether this that's like... that obscure I've, not, I've no. not heard of it but that doesn't mean anything alright okay not obscure but alright classic film references we're getting mm. loads of film references is this like are they trying to subtly influence Sofa Cinema Club to do these films on their podcast or yeah something. maybe maybe because everybody just do you, thought... think, do you think that elaine and tim would like to watch brief encounter yeah i think they do <laughs> what was the one that i bought i don't know i can't remember what was it? terms of endearment she bought a copy of the other week after they watched it we haven't watched it because i'm not really interested no we can't um anyway I... okay I, I i i did think is again, it brief like... encounter or brief encounters encounter i think encounter um no i thought that um it felt like a little bit more natural and believable or we both like the same thing than, say, Alina and Tyrone bonding over the fact that she happens to like cars and dogs. It's just... I thought, I thought it was cute. I, I yeah, liked it. Yeah, I agree it. with you. And, um, and at the end of the episode is Emma going back to Amy and they, they agree to keep each other's secrets about their... Uh, about their secret guys, really. And, th- and that was it, really. I, what, do you, what do you think about... Do you think that Emma knows that this is a seriously bad idea because she's going along with it... Do you think that she sat, actually sat down and have a proper think and considered what could be the consequences here? But really, what could be the consequences? I don't... Well, surely, I mean, as as 
a soap character involved yeah, in this sort of story, character. John's going to find out, yeah. isn't he? So I wonder, is she going to confess to him? Because she, she the, the guilt <laughs> of being involved in this the other month, back in January, was eating away at her. And I, I wonder whether she's going to think, Look, I, I just need to get this out in the open now. Either that or he's going to overhear her talking about it. I can think of a beautiful way to resolve this mm. so they both get, are happy and they can live happily ever after. What's that? Um, Emma says, John, I've got to tell you something. I'm really sorry. And I can't believe I haven't told you this before. Mm. And you can't tell anybody what, what, because what? I'll get in trouble. Um, your granddad, um, I accidentally killed him by running him over with a car. <laughs> and then John will say, no, you didn't. I suffocated him to death because I wanted an inheritance. When did you run him over with a car? And she'd be like, oh, about three o'clock. And he'd be like, no, no, I did that about five in the afternoon. <laughs> You're all right. And then they're going to just go off and live and run, live on the run together. Why don't we go to Barbados with granddad's money? He's bloody loaded. I know he lived in a little flat, but he was nice hoarding theory. it. I like it. Under I like his mattress. It. <laughs> in fact, if you'd looked in the U-Bend probably, you would have seen a load of coins. <laughs> um, anything else to add about that story? No. Kind of cute. Not much more. Um, speaking of people disappearing off to pastures new... Pack them off, Gemma. Back to you. <laughs> Brian and Kathy come back from Cornwall on Monday. Brian loved it. I think Kathy did as well, but he's more enthusiastic. I don't know what Cornwall's like at this time of the year, but I imagine it's rarely, fairly rainy and, and, and windy and Well, the a thing is, grey. it is very nice down south in the summer, but during the winter, especially on the coast, it can be quite windy. Yeah, Cornwall is lovely, but quite often, I've been to Cornwall many times, well, lots of when I was a kid, it was it was often quite rainy there for me, so they've had a had a lucky, lucky bright spell, it's it seems like. It's quite striking, isn't it? And very romantic. Oh, it's lovely there, it's lovely. I, I, I don't blame Brian and Kathy and for, or Brian for wanting to, to stay there. They found a sweet shop for sale. And Kathy says it's very tranquil, but we're not moving down there or anything. Yeah, they're talking to Shona, aren't they? Brian can't get this out of his head. And he says, oh, I'd love to live down there. It would be amazing. And Kathy says, look, it's a pipe dream. He's always going on about wanting to move here, there or anywhere. And you get the impression that she's not taking it seriously, that Brian doesn't want to stay in this place forever and he has ambitions beyond owning this backstreet paper shop. Mm. And she's not, she doesn't want to move. It's weird because they have only just, you know, taken over it really, haven't they? How long have they been in charge of it? A couple of years, maybe, max? So I think that Cathy had just decided for herself, well, this is where we're going to end up staying and we're yeah, going to retire now. But they're but not it is old def- enough, really, to be like, I'm going to die here, for not, sure. Not necessarily, but I imagine that Cathy wasn't preparing herself for any kind of major upheaval. No. But this, I think this is very much in Brian's personality because he's he, he disappeared off to wonders. Wales or whatever, doesn't he? he yeah. He, doesn't necessarily like to stay in the same place. He, he's got that thirst for adventure that has maybe been a little bit on the down low hate, in the last couple of years. But I when, when he say, said this, it didn't surprise me too much. If if Brian's thirst for adventure is fulfilled by a sweet shop in Cornwall on the off season, <laughs> I don't imagine what he thinks of the activities in Coronation Street. I bet he hasn't even far got a passport as Brian. Well, that, that explains why he wants to go to Cornwall, not Wales. <laughs> Um, so, Kathy says, it's a pipe dream, so he challenges her to a chess match, and he says, if I win, we move to Cornwall, and if you win, we stay here. So, 
they do the, they play this game and I'm fed up with chess games I'm on this show. I'm bloody fed up with chess. Stop showing us chess. I don't understand. I don't know the rules. I'm not I, learning chess. I understand chess. the rules of chess. Just I'm not learning I'm, chess. I'm, I wouldn't beat anybody program. at it, but I we've seen know. far, far, far too much chess on Coronation Street recently. I don't Has know how many people are that snack. into chess that you can look at a board and go, I don't know how common this is, for people to look at a board and go, I know what's happening, I know who's moved what, where, and what's going to happen next, and oh, it's not looking good. And it's not like it's not like a football match where you can walk in in the middle of it and go, oh look, they've scored three and the other ones haven't scored anything. <laughs> I've got no idea what's happening. It's pieces of wood on a board and people and looking train. at each other. <laughs> it does, means nothing to me. So let's have a bit of compassion for idiots like me that don't know how to play chess. <laughs> so Brian's determined to win. He does. Kathy can't believe it. She's like, I can't believe I've I've staked my whole life on this game and now I've lost. And she looks genuinely unsettled and worried. And Brian realises what the consequences of this could be if she doesn't actually want to go and she's not going to honour her side of the, ingre- of the agreement. Mm. So he says, don't worry, I won't hold you to such a rash bet. We don't need to go. And she looks completely relieved and happy, but he looks very... Sad. Yes, he's going to be upset on this. Are we going to be losing Brian? I'm this kind of came this. out of nowhere for me, really. It's not anything I was expecting. And I mean, this is the the most underused character ever. Sorry, it's not character couple ever, isn't it? Brian and Kathy are, are severely underused, which is crazy considering they own the cabin, which should be like a central hub on Coronation Street, but. They just not know what to do with them, so they absolutely could disappear. But I'd be I'd be sad because I both, like Brian and Kathy. I, I I kind of like them. They don't you know make they're me. They're not set the world on fire. No, but in the past I've really really loved Brian and Kathy. Um, so I'd I'd rather they stayed and were given decent stories and scenes to get their teeth into rather than just flitting off to Cornwall that'd be I'd be a bit sad if that happened but then probably the following week I'd utterly forget they were over there that's that's the sad thing (laughs) about these Coronation Street fans yeah but do you you think that they will go do you think it's leading there that they're gonna have a stealth exit maybe Brian's going by himself could be um isn't is that what happened with him and Julie right they both went off I thought they went off together and then he came back without her Mm, maybe maybe I can't remember now but um Anyway, what did you think about this chess game? I think if um, Brian had turned around and said, right, well, that's it, we're moving to Cornwall, I would have just, just said, well, Kathy, you brought this on yourself for well, agreeing to such a stupid uh, stupid bet. I think not. I think Brian was, was sort of thinking to himself, she can't be that adverse to the idea if she was willing to play a game to, to decide, right? Yeah. And, and he was so excited and blinded by his ambition to go there and the prospect of an exciting new leaf in his book Mm. of life that he just he thought got carried away in the moment and thought yeah if i win we can go and kathy was probably thinking well he's not gonna we're not really gonna go yeah I guess although she was looking a lot more worried as the game was progressing and she realized that she was doing um not, not very so well. Badly. Maybe she not overestimated so well she her her chess ability. Maybe I wouldn't have challenged Brian at chess. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> challenge anybody at chess. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll look. We'll we'll wait and see what happens. Do there. I have to learn chess? No. 
they'll stop sharing it eventually. Although this is the next storyline is also the chess thing, which is basically nothing. Sam reads a book about chess, nearly beats Roy's. Right. A little. They have a little. They do have a funny bit where they're challenging one another to the chess game, and it was almost a bit like Western, where we kind of zoomed in on it's Roy. A <laughs> And then we saw Sam like narrowing his eyes, like he's gonna oh, all right. draw a pawn. I I I liked um I quite liked some of the camera angles when the match was going on, and it because it was like top down, wasn't it? On if the, only it meant board. anything to me. It should, it should have been central on the shot, maybe. But, I wonder um, whether somebody watched the Queen's Gambit. Is that the thing, the Netflix show? Don't know. Somebody on the show watched this like six months ago and went, "This is fantastic. Everyone's gonna be talking about chess for the next year. We can capitalize on this." <laughs> Well, anyway, um, uh, because before the match starts, Roy says, I will play with you as long as at the end we shake hands and, you know, and the sportsman about it. And and Sam, because he's read this book, thinks, well, there's no way that I can lose now. And he is incredibly cocky throughout the match. But Roy wipes the floor with him, basically. And Sam is, he does give him a bit of a handshake, but um, he says he feels useless as well, doesn't he? So um, I guess this has given his confidence a knock again, which is kind of sad. But also, I'm not... um, extremely excited about this i do like sam but there's only so much of him playing chess that i can take really i've just looked up chess on the internet to to find out how thick i am compared yeah. to everybody else and i'm getting very um conflicting information here for, from the united nations for world chess day they said 70 percent of the adult population has played chess this is in the us the uk germany russia and india has played chess at some point in their lives and 605 million adults play chess regularly. And then somewhere else, I've got from Quora, so it's obviously much more <laughs> reliable than the UN, roughly 10% of the people on pla- on the planet play chess. Oh, there you go. Right, that is it for this week's Coronation Street, Gemma. Our two hours of Corrie goodness. Was it goodness? What score would you like to give Coronation Street this week? I liked the, I did like the reunion at the airport. Yeah, that was quite um, nice. And, and, and I think the Lydia story the is Lydia story is really up. entertaining me. Um, the the Batabib stuff is making me sad. Um, oh yeah, it was a pretty, it was an enjoyable it was all week. Right. It was all right. I don't think there was much there that made me go, wow, this is amazing. I mean, the airport scene was good and, and Adam going to Lydia's flat I quite enjoyed. But, but at the same time, yeah, there wasn't anything there apart from maybe some of the chess stuff that made me feel a bit bored. I, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go um, three this week, three Portuguese farts out of five. <laughs> what about you? I'm going to go, what did you give it? Three. Three, three Portuguese farts. I'm going to give it three and a half games of chess. That I just abandoned halfway through because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Thought you give it a three and a half. It was feeling like it was going that way for me. Uh, for, for me, um, character of the week. Um, oh, I don't know. You get any any thoughts on that one so far? I'm looking up what Portuguese for fart is. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, because that was Peter. <laughs> well, that's a bit like it is in French, isn't it? Peter. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So you, Any we go. characters of the week, Gemma? But what's that onomatopoeia for I fart? I don't know. Um, character of the week. Lowering the tone of the podcast, honestly. Yes. I don't um, know why you let me on this. I, I'm wondering, like, it could be, could be like Joseph, I suppose. I, I, quite, I thought it was quite cute. 
and uh, he's you know he's doing it for the good of the family, going across the Portugal. Um, Lydia for being very manipulative. Could get a point for me. Um, Debbie just for being back. Emma. Emma was, was so fun. cute this week. It'd, it'd She's in nice, such quite a nice, love dilemma. Yeah, quite nice to give it to Emma just as a yes, Coronation Street do more cute comedy stuff and not such tragic drama and crying. The poor thing about Emma is like, if you had. She just wants love, doesn't she? And she believes in love. Like she's the, like of all the people on Coronation Street, I reckon that she's the one who thinks that if scientists worked hard enough, they could actually measure the level of love in the universe. You know, it's like a quantifiable thing. <laughs> I'll tell you who else just wants love, Toya. <laughs> oh. Tragic, tragic. Oh, we're all being betrayed. Oh, secret. Poor Elsie as well. Oh, what's she gonna what's do? What's she gonna do? I don't know. I don't know. She's going to have a lot to say about it, I'm sure. She probably will. Um, I might give this to Lydia. Oh, okay, oh, Lydia. she's evil, yeah. Lydia, not Linda. It's Lydia. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I thought you maybe were going for her. I, I did find her pretty entertaining. Uh, I'm going to go for Emma this week, just because yeah. um, she was just lovely and she made me smile a lot this week. Yeah. And, and doing just, her bobbing around behind the bar and everything. It does show you don't need to be clever <laughs> and write silly puns and funny word jokes that aren't funny mm. sometimes for comedic uh, you can just re- actually trust the actor to do yeah, something exactly. fun exactly. and physical you're right. and, and she, she wasn't making herself look stupid like she, I think she had one or two lines that were just shoehorned into like oh, I've never oh, yeah, heard of such and such but yeah on the whole you're right it was fairly natural and just let Ali Mardell yeah, really do her natural, natural yeah. comedic stuff so mm. oh, yeah, I'm giving it to her this week right um, so that is it for this week's Street Talk yeah. Should we do some news? Yeah. Right, it is time for the news. We said earlier it wasn't going to be a long news segment this week, and it isn't, I guess. Um, first bit of news, and the last time we will mention this on the podcast, Gemma. Don't, just don't smile too much. Sally Dinover on Dancing on Ice. Makes it... She ain't in it anymore. Sound like I'm happy that she's out. <laughs> we're not happy that she's out. I just guess, I guess it's a, a regular podcast feature of the past month or so that we're not going to be able to continue anymore. Sadly... Sally left Dancing on Ice on Sunday. She did a... Oh, what did she skate to? If we did look this up, I'm not... I'm, I'm, we're ad-libbing the news this week, so I've not actually got around to writing the news up. Uh, what did I... You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, she danced to this week. And um, I've never even heard of that. You make me feel mighty is that, real. Is that the lyrics? I guess... I don't know. I, wow. I, I guess I just it, thought it was... I, oh, you're giving away that I didn't actually watch the performance, Joanna. That sounds... <laughs> Likely. Anyway, I think you a know, lot of us saw this coming that she was going to go this week. Sally even herself said on the programme, like, I think my time has come this week. She made it into the skate off. She's gone. And there are some very, very strong... Cheaters. <laughs> there are some that aren't actually professional dancers that are still left in there as well. <laughs> some that are. So anyway, best of luck to all of those. And I'm sure all of Sally's supporters who are watching the programme can latch on to another favourite and cheer them on over the next few weeks. I'm and, sure um, that's how it works. Then now the, the rumour mill starts again and we have to wait another 10 months or so to find out which Coronation Who's Street next? star is going to be putting on those ice skates in 2023. <sighs> um, next bit of news... We've got, um, what did I want to talk about next? I tell you what, RTAs. The R- is it RTA Awards? Or is Road it RTA? Accident. No, oh, it's the RTS Awards. <laughs> the RTS Awards, the Royal Television Society Awards, um, which are taking place on Tuesday the 29th of March, so in about four weeks or so time. Coronation Street has been nominated in the soap category. So has um, Hollyoaks and Casualty, which is always, I feel, a little bit of a... 
dancing a nice style cheat to get that in. But um, yeah, yeah, no professional actors allowed. <laughs> Only so packed. <laughs> dare you slap that's a, your, that's an slap evil your wrist, dig. Gemma. Oh no. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, EastEnders and Emmerdale didn't make it onto the shortlist this year, sadly for them. Um, and well, neither did EastEnders. Uh, not EastEnders. <laughs> Neighbours. And I think it's lost its chance that's there. It. I, did, can you, I, don't, I think this is only for British programmes, won't it? It is sad. We joke about Neighbours, but that's really that's really gutting this horrible. week. That this, this was the week that it was announced believe. formally that it is over down under. I really can't under. believe it. Where, where, what is the point of being an evil billionaire if you're not going to do stuff like save the soap? If I was Jeff Bezos, or Bezos, yeah, I'd be like, I'd buy it. Oh, I'd just buy there it. There you go. Carry on for a little bit more. Why don't you just put the shrimps take back all on the barbie and put me in, put me in it, mm. and say nice things about me and Amazon. It's so and sad. every episode you get Amazon stuff. It's, it's. I, I really do feel sorry for all the neighbours. Why didn't Elon Musk buy it? There. What about Warren Buffett? Mm. Maybe they didn't ask them. But they're well, kicking that's themselves now. Stupid fault, isn't it? Mm. Uh, that's rubbish. That's very, very rubbish for neighbours fans. Obviously, personally, I'm not affected by having never seen an episode in my life. But I don't well, like the idea. It's not like you're going to be heading off to neighbours slash over. advice for. No, no. If we're you're not... affected by this cancellation. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's that's the news about that. And um, we have also got as we, uh, <laughs> what's the word? Previewed. Earlier in the also hinted at about. earlier in the podcast, there is some Sarah Lancashire news. Yes! This is Coronation this Street is related right up because my street. She, she was in Coronation Street like 25 years ago, so obviously, this is Corrie news. She was in it for she such a play, long time. Did play Raquel, one of my favourite characters, and one of Corrie's most iconic uh, characters barmaids. of the 90s, and your barmaids ever, exactly. So, go on, you, you wow, do this. Wow, this is one. so exciting. She's going to be in a HBO 8 episode series called Julia. About mm-hmm. Julia Child, the American celebrity chef. Now, why do I know about her? Because because I love her. We, we we've watched episodes of her show, but I mean, a while chef. ago, haven't the French we? French chef. Oh, yeah. I don't know why they didn't ask you to do it. <laughs> Me, and they, my they made a thing about her being funny looking as well in the trailer. <laughs> you doing perfect. Oh, thanks. <laughs> when I was a kid, me and my mum used to watch Julia Child and Yan Can Cook. Mm. And Yan Can Cook was like, he used to like chop things really fast and go, if Yan Can Cook, so can you. And then Julia Child used to be like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah, then drop things all over I think the place. When we, I think it must have been like when we were in university <laughs> or something, great. you showed me I had a DVD of, of it. Was there, was there a film already yes, made about Yes, there was a film because life, there was yeah. a lady who worked in New York on like the 9-11 uh, reconciliation office or something like mm. getting compensation for 9-11 victims and she decided to start a food blog about um her cooking every single recipe from the french oh, okay um julia sure. child's yeah. french cookbook and that was that was really good fun but then they made a movie about it and she brought out a book and the book and the movie was not as good as the blog oh yeah yeah, yeah i remember and i think that. who was in the i don't know i can't remember who was in it but um this is i mean sarah lancashire in Julia. What's she doing on an HBO what? program? She's ours. What's next? Alison King is Ni- is Nigella. <laughs> I think that would work. She was very good. I mean, the trailer you can you can it's, see out there if you're the interested. In it, it's, it's, it, it, it looks amazing. It's yeah. got she's obviously Julia, and then you've got David Hyde Pierce, who was in Fraser, um, as her husband. Isabella Rossellini's in it. I don't know who any of these other people are. Well. More for you. Yeah, Apparently, well, originally, it was going to be Joan Cusack in the role of um, uh, Julia, yeah. but 
not to be. Well, I, I want to know whether we can um, get in touch with HBO and see if they want us to do a bit of promo for the the, the show on our podcast. Just. By, by getting inviting uh, Sarah Lancashire on and be like, so you're in this Julia Child thing, are anyway, you? Anyway, blah, Brilliant. blah, blah, so, blah, blah. Coronation Street. I know you love talking about that, Sarah. Maybe a bit of Happy Valley as well. Anyway. So this kind of is a bit like the road to Coronation Street, but of Julia Child, isn't it? Yeah. Of like her or- origin story. But I don't, what are they going to talk about when she was in the Secret Service? She? she used to be, she was in the Secret, Ser- Secret Intelligence. Oh. And do you know what she, when she was in there, she, um like the first thing she was ever... She didn't used to cook, right? Before she met her husband, she mm. didn't. She wasn't really interested. So the first thing she ever made a recipe for was shark repellent, <laughs> because amazing. they. She was like they're basically. She was a research assistant, and they were like, right, sharks keep blowing up these bombs by by um. We've got these undercover bombs to blow up. I think it was the Germans. Mm. I can't remember. Um, um, they the sharks get curious and come along and then poke them and blow themselves up. So how are we going to stop it? So she had to like concoct shark repellent, and apparently they still kind of use that similar. Does, is that the same as the one that Batman used? Um, I don't you remember. You do get that reference, don't I you? Do, you? Yeah, you I do. Yeah, I do. The shark repellent. I don't know if um <laughs> I don't know if Julia and Batman are the same person, but oh. I never saw them in the same room together. That's so true. Okay, I think we've talked about Sarah Lancashire more than enough. No. Right. on the podcast I'm about so excited about this it's going to be it's going to be on at the end of the month but I don't know if you can watch it in this country but if you have a HBO Max and you're in the United States or Canada I don't know if you get in Canada the first three episodes will be available immediately and then it's going to run until May but it's so okay, exciting oh, that's good, I can't that's believe, how did she get this gig I don't know just by being a bloody good should, actress I know I guess. she's a bloody good actress <laughs> she definitely deserves it but I can't think of anyone if you gave me a, if you said right, pick any actress in the world to play Julia Child, I wouldn't even have her on my shortlist of a hundred people. <laughs> no, no. But it, from the um the trailer, she looks like she's going to do a really great yeah, job. She does, and she Julia does. Child is just amazing. Yeah. I love her so much. <laughs> um, well, that's going to be it for our news this week. There has, as I'm sure the vast majority of you listening know, been other Coronation Street news this week, potentially spoilery, but also crucially rumored. So we're not going to be doing unconfirmed unconfirmed rumors. Again, if you know what this rumour is, you'll understand why we're being very, very cautious about this one. Um, but we we've, we've talked long and hard about whether to discuss this one on the podcast, haven't we? We had a massive discussion. We have had a big old chat with each other about whether we should talk about this news. And we're not going to talk about this news this week. Um, but if it, if gets, it gets confirmed, confirmed at some we point, we absolutely will it. put it in a cabin extra. But until then, we're not. So, hmm. Um, and that's Sorry it. Sorry if you expect... I know, I'm to. sure, I bet lots of... I know that people will have tuned into this week's episode wanting us to talk about this, but I hope you understand why we have decided why we're not going to. And it is just a rumour officially at the stage. So we're going to move on and do some feedback feedback now. Okay, time for some feedback. And we've got our Facebook score for next... uh, Not next week, that'd be quite good. Last week's Coronation (laughs) Street. Next week, it's going to be tip-top. It's going to be amazing. It's got a trailer and everything. 3.67 was last week's Facebook score. Thank you very much, everybody who voted, as always, including Jonathan, who gave it four and a half of Adam's Little Swimmers out of five. (laughs) Shauna gave it three and a half flying leaks. And Sammy was my pick of the week because she awarded it three and a half shockingly missing apostrophes out of five thank you we appreciate that i have to say i had to take a taxi today and they always send a message going the taxi is on its way Mm. and they always have it it's it apostrophe s and every time it comes up 
makes me so cross, but I still get in the taxi. Is that an Uber? Uber taxi. Yes. No, it's not an Just Uber. normal taxi. Oh, okay. And here's a tip. If you are confused about where to put an apostrophe in it's, it's always, it is where the apostrophe goes. No, it's not. It might be it has. It has. <laughs> but it's not possessive. No. Right. People don't listen it's to easy. this for grammar tips. It is incredibly it's easy. It's really easy. If if the word is, is actually a contraction of it is or it has, it's always it's with an apostrophe and everything else is not. Thank you very much. It's one of the easiest ones to l- to learn. Gemma, would you like to read Richard's email, please? Yes. Go on then. Thought you would. Sorry, everybody. Um, Richard says, "Hope you're both keeping well." I want to say That's a huge, grumble. a huge thank you for first referencing. Oh no! Why are you <laughs> yeah, making <I'm>... me, <laughs> Richard? I have read this, but I forgot this was the one. <clears throat> Richard says, "This isn't me." I want to say a huge thank you for first referencing <laughs> <laughs> the Bugger Nation Street spoof YouTube videos on the podcast. They are brilliant. And the number of episodes seem to be increasing. I don't know whether they're still making them, but I think it looks like a lot of them were taken down at some point in the I'm past. And now he's re-uploading them because people aren't watching them anymore. For anyone who doesn't know, said Richard, these are the 1970s episodes which have been dubbed over by the YouTuber saying lines which are very crude and rude, but very, very funny. Although, as a disclaimer, I should say that they won't be for everyone's tastes. No, the bon- they really, really won't be. I will say... It's hilarious, um, and I've watched most of them now, but they're absolutely non-PC and, um, yes, inappropriate. They're really, really, It's like, le- It's leaning offensive. into that 70s... Um, um, I think it's funny, but that probably makes us bad people. I think it maybe it, it really does. isn't. And Richard, you're a bad. I person, think it's like rich. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things where you can argue that it's funny because it's ironically funny. I think that's what it is. I think I'm. That's... Well, that's why I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm not laughing at the actual jokes. I'm laughing at how bad it is to say anything. Don't look this up. But I'm glad you like it, Richard. If you look it up, you've been warmed and you've bought it on yourself. We told you it's bad. Yeah, but good. we don't stand behind it. We didn't make it either. But whoever did is hilarious. But I probably wouldn't want to get them drunk. All right, so let's carry on. Um, <laughs> Richard says, The bonus podcast this week was excellent, and I particularly like the section on pets, where you reference those who are suddenly dropped or no longer referenced, such as Steve's dog, Rover, which I had completely forgotten about in the same go. way Steve has. What happens to these missing pets? Are Weatherfield RSPCA on the case? I used to have... Do you remember? I used to have um, a Twitter handle that was Weatherfield, Weatherfield Pets. pets. Yeah, did, that was I you. did. I gave up on it because there's none of them left. Thanks, as always, to you both for your continued commitment to the podcast and the Facebook community you have developed. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you, you Richard. Much, Richard. Really like, um, appreciate your support and everybody. Yeah. Nancy says, I love the Bluetooth reveal of Aunt Abby's affair. I think that Abby's trying to protect Imran because she doesn't want Toya and him to split up. I like how... Hmm? I'm just thinking... Mm, comment, Gemma. If Abby... Um, if Toya gets too sanctimoniously, condescendingly, like, Disney princess nice to abby especially when she's drugged up and pregnant mm. in the hospital i think she might just tell her you might just blurt out i wonder where obviously imran is it's going to be revealed mm. and i just really honestly think that it would be very powerful if it was abby in a vindictive drug binge that told toya when she's trying to help her kind of like the way sally got told of um uh thingy's affair oh dobby what? Debbie. Debbie? Dobby. 
Who are you talking Molly. about? Molly. Molly. <laughs> Molly Dobbs. Yeah. I call her okay. Dobby for some reason. <laughs> Dolly Mobs. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, it wasn't vindictive, but, you know, in a similar sort of, That'd like... Be amazing. ...tension-filled confrontation that has very high stakes. Yeah. yeah How else is it going to come out? I don't know. I don't know. It Continu- can't come out. Oh, it no, can't come out with, like, Abby and Imran standing in a kitchen going... Can't believe we slept with each other, and then Toya comes in with a vegetable lasagna in her arms. Hope that, hope that Toya doesn't find out. Find out what? And then she drops it on the floor, and aubergines go everywhere. Oh, and then Abby symbol, says, "This it? reminds me." <laughs> it would be symbolic, wouldn't it? That would that be. Could she drops be. a pan of veggie lasagna, and it just smashes it, all over the floor. And then the credits roll over <laughs> over sad pieces of courgette. <laughs> I'm going to continue this. Um, Nancy says, I like how Abby told Kevin that she'll be there when he returns. Will he actually divorce her, though? What about adoption? What about the adoption? I hope Abby doesn't take drugs again. Oh, well. But I'm concerned that she will. I want Abby to come out of this stronger. Do I need to translate? Aubergine is eggplant. You don't need to translate that, thank you for your knowledge. You've got it all, Gemma. No. Apostrophes. Can I just say? American English. Can I just say this? Sometimes I think about, oh, I don't know if you're going to know what this is if you're in Canada or America. But then I always, we always get really interesting questions on our Facebook group. Like Jack was asking today, why did Gemma and Chesney's electricity go off? What's an electric meter? What's a lecky card or whatever? Oh, yeah. And like, there are so many things that I don't know that they don't have over People there. People take for granted. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Lydia is on her way to becoming a good villain, Nancy says. I love the fake crying and her trying to come back to talk to Sarah Lou. It was wonderful when Sarah told Lydia to get out. <laughs> I think Adam will figure out everything and get Sarah back. No. Where is Lydia's son? I don't know. That's a good question, Nancy, because did you notice today, everybody mm. and Nancy, she was on the sofa eating dinner by herself. Was she? She Lydia. was. Yeah, she was. He's probably over at a mate's having a sleepover. Can I just make a suggestion that might come out of left field? Mm. He's at his dad's house. Oh, maybe. Because we all think but... that this is maybe Adam's love child. Mm. But I did think while I was watching it, because I, I often think about the fact that Lydia's a single mum and like how she got all the time, all this time. Yeah, it is ridiculously unbelievable that this this son hasn't turned up for like three months now. But maybe I mean, obviously, it feels like it's an issue with not being able to have the child in. She doesn't. It's barely even references like it actor. though. It's, it feels well, like it, you know. Here's a question: it feels like it's been forgotten. If you look back, is it? Is it obvious that this is her really, really her son? Was she lying about that? Does not she have pull a son? A grace. No, it could be her nephew or something, and she was pretending. I don't. Did know. she? Did he ever call her mum? I, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't it's my remember. conspiracy theory. Nancy says that she loved Steve, Stu, Ed, and Tracy getting drunk last week, and the Amy and Jacob Steve was great too. Daniel Steve was is, wonderful. Yes, Daniel is wrong to keep Max's secret. Is he willing to risk losing his job? Clearly, yes. Yeah, I because wonder. you don't get paid very much when you're a teacher. No. I wonder how long Craig will stay at Underworld. I give this week's episodes four chocolate fingers out of five, and the character read was Sarah Louise. I also liked Linda and Abby. Just a little hint here for our overseas listeners. Chocolate <laughs> fingers are not made of real fingers. They're <laughs> made of biscuits. Sometimes I think I'm, fe- I'm teaching people to suck eggs, but then, you know, sometimes I do think... There are some people there that appreciate your ex- explaining. Is. Yeah, and I make. Them. I'm sorry if I am explaining things to people that already know. Well, I just kind but of they really think that if people watch Coronation Street, you're kind of going to pick yeah, up. But, okay, here's another things. example, right? 
I was looking on the Coronation Street. Did I say this last a week ago or two weeks ago? Looking on the Reddit Coronation Street thing, and they were talking about Dev's fridge. So I don't know where in you in that. the corner shop, Dev at the front has like a massive fridge, and some people did not know that that was supposed to be a fridge, and they were saying, "Why has he got sausages on a really weird shelf?" Because they don't have what we have, which are like open refrigerating units with nothing in front of them. Like in this country, almost every time you go into an independent tea kind of corner shop, there will be a massive open fridge that has sandwiches and stuff in it. And you just get, you just take stuff off the shelf. Very normal to me. But they didn't, they thought it was a shelf and they were like, why would you put sausages (laughs) on a shelf? Where do they keep their sausages? I don't know how, they must have doors on everything. Mm. Interesting. We have got something from Dawn, an email from Dawn. Dawn says, it's your fellow Southampton resident, Dawn here, in Hedge End, or Back End as we like to call it, as nothing ever happens here. Is this one of our, is this our closest listener? The I think Hedge End be. is about like we six, could, seven minutes drive we from where we are. We could spit on Dawn from we here. Could. Dawn, here's a funny story. When I used to post on Facebook, it uh, used to put my location up as West End, which you'll know where that is. Yeah. And a friend, an acquaintance of mine who I worked with, thought I lived in the West End of London <laughs> and for years thought I was incredibly rich and posh. That's so funny. We, when we were looking at houses last year, we had we looked at a few of the outside of them in, um, in Hedge End, yeah. didn't we? But we think it was just a little bit too far away. Well, it's from the back end. Dawn admits it yeah. freely. <laughs> Okay, right, that's enough chatting amongst Southerners here. Dawn says, regarding geocaching, my partner and I love this and used to do very long circular walks, picking up caches en route. Sadly, foot issue for my partners curtailed this, but we do it on holiday and have retrieved caches all around the world. Much excitement if we find a travel bug. We have planted some and have, most have disappeared, but our furry dolphin is still trekking around the globe. <laughs> oh, that's that cool. is awesome. Regarding Lydia, I just want to slap her and pull out all her awful hair extensions. <laughs> Sarah was so into her before the confession, it was stomach churning. They hardly known each other. They hardly known each other longer than five minutes, and they were BFFs. <laughs> She's got to go for a flight to Gambia tomorrow. Ooh, lovely. What's in Gambia you can't get in Hedge End, Dawn? <laughs> um, we've got one from Jay who says hello, Yay! Michael and Gemma. Um, also, he's put in brackets. Please know that most of what I say in life is sarcastic. The world is too real, so laugh. Well, I shan't. I too have ridden the COVID train. <laughs> I was down, but not out. Good. I have a few observations I mean, about Corey. Good, good. I think although they have a large number of residents that have had mental health issues, they must have also found a magic pill that gives relief. Look at Shona. After she was shot in the box, <laughs> she was all confused and had lost her verbal filter. I enjoyed that, Shona. Now suddenly she's completely back and not nearly as much fun. I don't mind that at all, Jay. I'm very happy with how Me she is at the moment. Oh, but I just want to see a flipping serve and some penny chews at the cabin. What's going on? Um, after thinking about this for a while, I got thinking about the bent penny. Very special investigator, Craig Tinker. <laughs> he has the most amazing recovery from his OCD. Yes. It's most likely the fastest ever recorded recovery by the medical community. He struggled terribly. He couldn't leave the house at one point without two hours of turning off and on <sighs> switches and unplugging appliances. Now a picture Craig sitting in the police car pushing all the buttons on the heating and the air conditioning and also being an annoyance on the police radio by continually clicking the call button. Good thing they don't carry guns. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say, maybe... Craig has distilled his OCD into pushing one button, which is the one that turns on the sirens and the lights. Maybe. We have seen him kind of storm out in a bit of a huff at various points um, recently as well, haven't we? Because of the the, the Emma and Faye thing that he's realised. So um, he doesn't say, right, I'm so mad at you for 
getting involved in, in, in this Ted bloke, I'm going to go and turn off all my things and then turn them on again and then I'm out of it. I will continue. Yeah, it's really difficult to storm out if you've got OCD and you need to turn the light on yeah. off 20 times. I am very disappointed in the Daniel storyline. Suddenly we find out that pushing your students down a flight of stairs is a bad thing. I what? wasted my third period preparation class today making my short list and trying to find out how to get my students to the top of the stairs. And now I find out this is a bad thing? <laughs> I thought after 25 years of teaching I'd finally found the answer. Thanks a lot, Daniel. He's not. Don't, take, don't look to him for your answers. He's just a man. <laughs> I have managed to make my list for the bus that will take the pointless characters far from the cobbles. I have a list that would fill the Weatherfield bus. There would be lots of open places to buy on rent on the street once we load it. We'll have to find four child car safety seats, though. Maybe Tim can drive. Only if it's going for Cliff. Lastly, Gemma, I couldn't help but think about how wonderful Kelly is and how flawlessly beautiful <laughs> she is. She's just no. made some small errors along the way, but who hasn't? <gasps> Just because you watch someone kick a guy right. to death, you're I supposed to... to be locked up. Sure, if I you fail windows. She is not blonde enough. No wonder everyone on the street treats Faye like a third cousin asking for a cash loan. <laughs> Faye can't even walk down the street without someone yelling at her and about trying to kill Adam and True. running over an old guy. She should have bleached her hair and kicked the buttons off Adam <laughs> instead of hitting him on the head. Yeah. Come on, everybody knows that. <laughs> so funny. And he says, thank you for what we do and keep laughing. I keep find I find it keeps everyone guessing about your sanity. It's not a good idea if you're genuinely in danger of being sectioned. So I've got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Right, we have got one last bit of feedback. This is from Rebecca. Gemma, I'm passing over to you for this. First of all, I really like the way Kevin found out about the affair. Even if Abby is saying at the moment, it's Tez, not Imran, she had the affair with. But Kevin, you had two affairs and yours weren't even you wallowing in dismay like Abby was after the trial. I love Toya being called Miss Mushroom Burger by Sean. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't even mention that on the podcast last week, did we? And I made a Photoshop of it and everything. Um, and also loved Imran giving the engagement ring to Toya. I still think Abby is pregnant as some women get to nine months and they suddenly give birth. <laughs> so just because Abby isn't showing much doesn't mean anything. I also, like Michael, I'm not looking forward to seeing Abby going to the pits of despair either, as we know she will. That's what Abby does in times of trouble. I loved Friday's episode with the Sarah shouting insults at Lydia. It was brilliant. I've just got a quick observation. I wonder, because we all know that Abby does this, right? But does Abby know that she does this? Yes. And is is the whole thing, if you go back to Imran and her sleeping together, was this all some kind of elaborate kind of unconscious plan that she had to self-sabotage so, so that she could have that drug binge on the horizon? Maybe. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, she says, but that scene on Monday, I had to shield my eyes. <laughs> I'm wondering if Lydia will get Adam disbarred from being a lawyer by reporting him as part of her plan. Oh, yeah, maybe. I also think she will say she is pregnant. As much as I can see what Lydia is doing wrong, I have to be impressed by her plan. As I'm thinking, did they have an affair? I'm hoping for more mudslinging in this week and a good old Corrie bitch fight as well. As, yeah, as well, as good as we can get at the moment. I love Mama Bear Bernie standing up for her family, but I thought Joseph might go to Portugal with Linda as soon as she came back on the street. I'm just hoping if Joseph goes, that it's just a quick break as I don't want to lose William who plays Joseph. And I'm sure, like you said, him and Isabella come as a pair. I could do without Chesney moaning all the time though. I love Stu, he's brilliant. And that scene with Tracy, Steve, Ed and Stu was brilliant. There you go, another shout out for that scene. It was pretty funny. I also really hope they don't kill Stu off as he's great and the street needs more older men. This is what I was going to say about Brian and Cathy as well. What? Like, oh, don't, yeah. I, you know, a couple of that age, we want to keep them on the show, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 
I also like Stu swapping the wife, the wine bottles. You've written wife bottles. The wine. <laughs> Imagine if you swap wife bottles and suddenly you got a new woman living in your house with you. Um, swapping the wine bottles as Tracy deserved it. I'm not sure now that I want Stu and Yasmin as a couple, but I like their friendship. Also, I like Stu's scene with Jenny, and I suppose that that, that shoots down the rumour that Stu was Jenny's ex-husband. <laughs> yeah, you'd think they'd probably be They might bring one. it up. Amy and Jacob are the cutest couple. That picnic was adorable, and I love the kiss-chase scene. It also shows the two actors work well together. Yeah. I also like the scene with Amy and Nina. Now that Max, Daniel and David have agreed to keep a secret, you just know someone else will get spiked eventually. Maybe at the Leavers dance. Yeah, the the, uh, the eighth ball of the year, that'll be. What do they think they are? Like Harry Potter or something? <laughs> Character of the week is Stu and I give it three and a half Miss Mushroom Burgers out of five. Thank you very much, Rebecca. And to everybody, we've reached the end We had loads of, of feedback this week. We did, because Thank I moaned you, enough about it last week. So sorry about really that. really like me, it. It's fun, isn't it? wallowing a bit. It's much better. Still, no. give us a voice message, somebody. It's we haven't had one of those for a, ages. a nice range of opinions. And, oh, yeah, yeah um, it is. It's lots of fun. Yeah, and, and it's it very also, nice to find out people here live just around the corner from yeah. us as well. And it is really fun if you tell us where you live. Yes, I, I, I definitely like that. Yeah, absolutely. You, you haven't. I want to find us. out who is the closest listener and who is the furthest away listener. If we could stretch I think a Dawn's bit of the closest. Yeah, but who's the furthest away there? Yeah, who's the furthest away? Yes, if it's you, tell us. Hello, how's it doing over there? Right, we're done. So that was a fairly short podcast, I feel, but also next week maybe longer because we've got four hours of Coronation Street to comment on next week and hopefully it'll be four fantastic hours and it will get at least a four out of five at the end of it as well I hope it's good I really really hope it's good we need to get five out of five for our review on iTunes and the other thing that we're going to do is Mm -hmm. reenact minute by minute what happened in the movie The Batman which we're seeing on Sunday oh yes definitely so that will be three hours (laughs) plus the four hours yeah what's the longest podcast you can put on on um, iTunes I think pretty much as long as you want really we could just have live streamed we could have just like recorded our whole lives (laughs) be about as much waffling that's that's the next tier up on the Patreon (laughs) just uh, constantly listening in on us speaking of which speaking of which we are going to be running soon another Patreon competition where um, you can win a whole year's worth of subscription to our top tier Rovers Return level but um, I think maybe next week we might launch that so keep your ears peeled for that if you would like to be one of our patrons or you can just join and, and pay for yourself if you want to it's great we did another patreon episode was it is it this week i it lost all like track of time Monday. oh yeah it was it was 20 minutes to uh yeah to midnight before uh before yeah. march started and don't forget also if you want to sign up um you need to do it at the beginning of the month otherwise yes. you get you, you get charged time. at the beginning of the month no matter whether when you join so if you join at the last day of the month we did patron a, will charge you the next day and then we, we did we a bonus stop. podcast about our top five infidelities on we did and i shot number clever. one for mine shocked michael clickbait total clickbait it, there, it, but it's true though you were disgusted <laughs> i was disgusted and you did like all the way through one. you were like it can't what have you got you haven't got this why isn't that on your list you're gonna listen back to that soon and, and kick yourself honestly um what else can we say please do follow us on instagram and twitter and maybe spotify if you fancy and definitely facebook is a lovely place to join i i know it's full of old crumblies on facebook like me and Gemma here but there's a great conversation street um community there Go and they're it. they're in range ranges of ages we've got young'uns we do we have all sorts yeah yeah they're great we've got crumblies Right, should we go? Should we finish? Should we? Should we? Should we be done for the evening? 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed that this week. I enjoyed talking about it. Abby's just come to sit with us, but um, we're about to kick her off the bed because it is time for us to hit the sack. So, um, goodbye, Bye. everybody. Ta-ra. And the music for this episode came from podcastnames.com. Well. And that's in the morning. Don't go to sleep. No, don't, if you're driving, don't go to sleep. Definitely not. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.